Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. God bless. God bless. We welcome everyone the young men, women, and God's worldwide ministry to our Bible study. And we thank God for everyone being here and joining us tonight as we go into Chapter 6 of the Book of Romans. Amen. Amen, amen. We just thank everybody and all y'all that was with us last night on our Sunday service. I tell you... We thank God for the word that God brought forth and um, and just the blessings of all the testimonies that we heard last night. I, I tell you, God is doing a mighty thing in his ministry. And um, there's nothing for all of us need to be exceedingly overjoyed in God using us to be a part of what he's doing in this season. Hallelujah. Amen. God is doing some awesome things in this season. And as the bishop sung that song, please don't do it without me. We are so glad that God is not doing it without us being in the midst. And I, I just thank God. I, I, You know, it's, it's just awesome to see people coming to where they can get a, the true word of God and be blessed. And and not someone take something away from who they are. So we just thank God for that. We're going to go on and we're going to ask Pastor Albright to open us up with prayer. Then we're going to ask um, the evangelist to go on and give us the announcement. Amen. Amen. Pastor Albright? Oh, yeah, hi. God bless you, Pastor. God bless. Did you need me to do something? Because the thing was going on, and I heard. You oh say, yeah, we want we want you to open us up with prayer, and oh. then our uh, evangelist is going to go and go on and give us the announcement. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for all. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm most kind and gracious, Father God. We come this evening, Father God, to say thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we come this evening, Father God, to exalt your holy name, Father God. Amen. God, we thank you, Father God, because you kept us safe throughout the day, God. Oh, God, we thank you, hallelujah, Jesus, that we live in a country, Father God, where we're free to say, Lord, we thank you. Oh, God, we're so grateful we live in a country, God, where we can worship you when we want to, Father God. But, Lord, we thank you right now. We bless your holy name, Father God. Oh, God, we ask that tonight, God, that you touch the man of God that's going to teach the word, Father God. Oh, God, that everybody that's on the phone tonight, Father 
God, they have an ear to hear, Father God, a spirit yeah. to receive, my God. Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, God, we thank you for our joy, Father God. No matter what we went through on today, Father God, oh, God, we could walk in victory, God, because we already know the battle has been fought. Oh, my God, we already know the battle has been won, my God. But, God, hallelujah. we thank you, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we worship you, my God. And, God, we just magnify you tonight, God. Oh, God, we ask you to just watch over the sick, God. Watch over the lost, the afflicted, my God. Oh, Lord, we ask you to watch over those in prison, my God, those in a hospital, my God. Lord, we thank yes. you right now, Father God. Oh, God, we ask you to go by the highways and the byways, my God. Oh, God, there's people that are hurting and seeking, my God. There's people that are broken and wounded, my God. But, Lord, we thank you, God, that you're raising up some men and women of God. Some hallelujah. hallelujah, God. God, we thank you for the remnant that you're raising up, God. That yeah, we stay yeah, it on the word, Father God. Oh, God, that we will not waver in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, God, we know that no weapon formed against us to prosper, my God. Oh, we love and over everybody on this line, God. And we thank you right now, Father God, right. that the angels have kept themselves around us, my God. Oh, God, they made a fence around us, my God. That every time yes, the enemy tried to come in, my God, that you have already set up the standard, my God. I don't know about nobody else on the line, my God, but I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, my God. I'd rather be a witness in the midst of the wicked, my God. But God, I thank you right now, God. I thank you. You can expect God to endure this race, my God. I thank you for the honor, my God, that you put yeah, on the yeah. of God. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now, God. And we bless you in your word, God. And we bless your name tonight, God. That no devil in hell can turn us back, my God. Oh, God, that we got to continue to run on, my God. Just to see what the end gonna be, my God. Yes, but God, God, we thank you, God. That you write our name down in the last book of life, my God. Oh, God, that one day, God, that you would say, well, I've done to these favor service on this phone. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that when they came, they found a rest, my God. Oh, Lord, to get the angel to see your face in peace, my God. But God, I thank you tonight, God. Oh, God, that you knocking up everything for the root, my God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, everything that's not producing any fruit, God. We ask you to get out of our lives right now, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank thank you. Oh, we worship you, God. Oh, God, we come against sickness in our body right now, God. Oh, God, we thank you, God. We're God in the name of Jesus, my God. Lord, we thank you. And we bless your name, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you, my God. Oh, I worship you, God. Oh, God, how wonderful, my God. And for those that prepare their feet, my God, to walk this work, my God. Oh, God, to preach the word of God, my Lord.
and it ain't changed. It ain't changed. Our kids and our grandchildren are the same way. They can't wait till they can get freedom and get away from us for the summer to go do what they want to do. And at any time that we really need to cover them prayer is the, the months when they're when they're not under supervision like they are the rest of the year. Because between us and going to school and coming home and going to school, they're under supervision constantly. But the summer, they get they get a little a little preview, a little a little peek in being under authority people. So in the, during the summer months, probably June, July and August, or we may start in June. We're gonna we're gonna start coming on at six o'clock for some prayer. And take time to pray over our children. Amen. 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 All right, Pat. All right, evangelist. Go ahead. Thank God for all for letting us live to see another um, Monday of of, of um, Bible study. Um, tonight we will be um, at seven p.m. on Monday night. We will have Bible study with um, the man of God, Reverend Carpenter. Um, we are now, tonight, we'll be in the book of Romans, chapter 6. The number is 724-444-7444. The access code is 845-89-pound-1-pound. Pound. Tuesday night, we will have the House of Refuge by the powerful woman of God who just prayed, Pastor Robin Upright. And that um, will be um, 7 p.m. It's the same number that you dialed in tonight, but the code is different. The code access code is 136-472-POUND. On Wednesday night at 7 p.m., we will have the open mic ministry. That number is the same number that you called in tonight, 724-444-744. Four four. The code is the same. Eight four five eight nine pound one pound. On Thursday night, um, we will have Bible study with Reverend Carpenter. Seven thirty p.m. And we will be in the book of Job, chapter thirteen. That number is six four six three zero seven one nine nine zero. The code, access code, 153-127-263-POUND-1. On Friday night, we have the Wild Pad Ministry with Elder Renee Brooks at 7 p.m. Her number is 712-775-7035. Code, one five three three eight eight pound. Saturday night will be the real talk and ladies' night out at the round table. This Saturday it will be the real talk. Um at seven PM. Same number that you call in tonight, seven two four 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 seven four four four. Code eight four five eight nine pound one pound. Um, therefore, all numbers, all ministries and numbers will be posted on Reverend Carpenter Facebook 
page, the Bible room of Pastor Robin Albright. You can either find these numbers, um, the ministries, and copy down the numbers that we are having each night. Um, for right now, this is all the announcement I have. Um, if there's any correction, I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Albright and Reverend Carpenter. Amen, amen, amen. We just, no no corrections. Just we ask you all to join us on Wednesday, Wednesday night for the open mic as we are having the women's revival um, this month, uh, how to survive the struggle. And um, our speaker will be Apostle Janetta M. Weiser, Fisher. From out of Fayetteville, North Carolina, so we ask you to come and hear the apostle bring the word of God on Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. Okay, Bible study time. <laughs> we Amen. thank everybody. We thank everybody for being here for Bible study. We take we ask you to take heed to all the announcements that you heard and deal with them correctly in a manner that they line up in your life to be able to be a partaker of the announcements. Okay. We're in Chapter 6 and are any of my readers on the line tonight? Yes. All right. That sounds like uh, Willardine? No. Oh, then let me see. I gotta get voices. I gotta get voices. Let me hear that voice one more time. How are you tonight? Okay. Winter. <laughs> <laughs> is that Joanne? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I tell you, I got to hear the voice. When I hear the voice, I'll, I'll, I'll start putting the voice with the name. I will start putting voices with names. Okay. Elder Brooks here. Oh, Elder Brooks. Okay. Okay, we, we're going to get all, all we're going to let everybody be a partaker tonight. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Joanne to read from three to five. Because I'm gonna read from one to two. So you read from three to five. Okay. And we're gonna ask Evangelist Easter, she's gonna read from six to nine. Okay. And then Elder Brooks, you're gonna read from twelve to fourteen. Did I hear somebody else's voice? Pastor Albright, are you in place to read tonight? 
you may not be. Okay. No, I, I'm on mute because I have my husband on dialysis. Okay. Oh, no, All right. All right. Okay. Just wanted to know. Oh, okay. yeah. Thank you. Okay. So everybody else got this, and then we'll reassign everybody after uh, Elder Brooks. Yeah. Amen. Again, we in Chapter 6 of the Book of Romans. In the first two chapters, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin and live any longer therein? It says there, and and Paul opens up by asking us a question, What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Having proven the sinfulness of both Jews and Gentiles, that both must be redeemed alike by Christ through faith and grace, Paul now takes up the argument of all the divine methods of dealing with sin. And the secret of a victorious, holy life, the question comes up that if salvation is free and apart from works, if the more hindrance the sin, the more abundant the grace to pardon, then may we not go on in sin so that grace of God may become magnified? God forbid. So I'm going to ask you all a question. I want you to talk to me. Should we, should we commit sin to make grace abound? That, that God will pull out more grace for the more sins that we commit? Mm-mm. No. 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 Okay. No, say no. Tell me why not. God forbid it. Amen. But no. No more not to sin. Um, also, if grace is so easy, should we bother to change, um, when we change our ways, Ways, um, if all our sin are so easily forgiven, why worry about sin? Why worry about it? Amen. Amen. Well, this is, is, and what y'all saying is right. But one thing about it, God gave us in the Word. He says one thing, that the wages of sin is what? Yeah. And the gift of God is eternal life. So one thing God let us know that that it doesn't matter if you keep doing sin. You know what I'm saying? The end is going to be death. Because mm-hmm. I said it in my word. I didn't say that I'm going to keep giving you grace, and I couldn't keep forgiving you in your sin all the way. But but but. But the end is still going to be death for you because you haven't stopped. You just continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? It's not that we, we all don't commit sins, you know what I'm saying, but we don't continue in it. If I've done something wrong today and I repented, I asked for a change, and it may be three or four days or a month before I commit another sin or that same sin again. 
Over and over. You know what I'm saying? But you got some people that 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 repent every day for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And still doing it. And they do it the rest of their lives. But the wages of that of that of that continuance is gonna be there. Because you're not going you're not you're not you're not changing. So therefore, if a person sins the same sin over and over and over again, and asks each day for the same sin to be forgiven, um, I feel that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel that God is not going to forgive for the same sin being done over and over and over again. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I don't believe that God is not gonna forgive you. You know what I'm saying? Because God is a forgiving God. Is. Is. But I believe that the consequences are going to still be the same because you continue to do it. Does that make any sense to anybody what I just said? Oh, yes. Amen. Because I want you to understand that that we can go before the Lord and ask for forgiveness. We can go before the Lord and ask uh, to be changed. But if we're never trying to be changed, I'm not saying a sin that that you walked with last week and you asked for forgiveness and you, you prayed and you worked it out that whole week. But somewhere this week it came back up on you again and you fell to it again. You're just going through a process of coming out of it because you're not doing it every day. Let me let me let me, let me give you a better example. Um, it's like back in my day, we used to get off work and we used to drink all the time. And I used to get drunk and with the fellas and go home to get up and go to work the next morning. Or if I'm home, me and my father sitting there, and my father was about a good 80, close to 90 years old at the time, and I come from work, get me up 40, and sit there and drink it to put me to sleep. And then I got to the point that I wanted God to deliver me from that. But it became a process because I may not do it today, and I may go four days and don't drink, but then next week I'll be done took a drink, and I had to go through that process. I think that's, I'm just saying that's a little different. But if I was to ask God every day to forgive me and I keep doing it every day, every day, every day, you know what I'm saying, then I just, I'm still committing a sin and I'm taking God for, for I'm, I'm taking God for granted that he's going to forgive me for what I did. So Paul is saying here, Paul is saying here that, that should, he said, what should we say then? Should we continue in sin and grace may abound? So so should I continue and just keep doing sin that the grace of God may abound in my life? You know, um, God, I think, says, God I think says one thing. God, I, mean, I think sin say? will continue to be a reality we must deal with in all our lives but it's a reality we must resist. Um, 
but we will. Uh, I think we will continue to be in sin even through thoughts and deeds. But it's reality that we must pray daily for forgiveness. Okay, okay. Let's deal with that because because yes, we're going to have different sins, but there's different sins that we we've asked to be delivered from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 we're 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 not striving. Uh, 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 one thing we have omitted sin, okay. And we got things that we know that we shouldn't do that is a sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, and, and I, is anybody with me on that? Because you know you know when your kid when you was a kid you know what you knew we got taught what was right and what was wrong. And one thing about it, when you did something wrong, you got punished or there was a penalty for what you did wrong. Am I right or wrong? Yeah. Amen. Okay. And and even though sometimes you did, you did your mom or your daddy may have said, okay, I'm going to forgive you this time. Even though I told you not to do that and you went on and did it. And you and you may you may have weighed on the leniency of your parents for a certain amount of time that you got away with doing something. And your brothers and sisters, if y'all was just not the only child, you always getting away with that. One day you ain't gonna get away with that. And that day came that you didn't get away with it no more. Amen. I believe the same thing happens with us with God. And one day his forgiveness it becomes to an end. He never said that his mercy, he says, my mercy shall endure forever. But he didn't say his forgiveness would be forever. I don't know where in the Bible it says that his forgiveness would be forever. He said, my mercy shall endure forever. So so there's got to come a time that we keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Right. That that God is going to say, uh-uh. Now, I'm putting that in the book, and you're going to pay the penalty for that one. I'm going to let you just keep on doing it. and Because there's certain things that's going to be written in that big book that, that, that we did. And I, that's, I just remember what Grandma told me. Grandma said, watch out. They're writing that stuff down in that book. But he goes on to say in the second chapter, he says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? See, that's that's it right there. Because the thing of it is, when we're saved and, you know, gone down in the liquid grave and all that and baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, we as men, and what I mean by that is, is humankind, we're dead in sin spiritually because of what we've just undertaken in the liquid grave and then receiving the Holy Spirit and being full of the Holy Spirit. But the enemy is still at a place where he can trick us in our five senses, in our flesh, that if we who used to be a liar is now saved, if I tell a lie, now instead of allowing conviction to correct me, I allow condemnation, and it keeps me in a bound place. And, Amen. And I, Amen. I believe that's what the Lord is saying here. He wants us to know that 
sin should not continue that grace may abound, although where there is sin present, grace is greatly more abounding. Why to keep the place where we will not allow condemnation to overtake us for the frailties God knows we have, but that we can bounce back, like Don McCorkin said, we fall down but we get up. That's not for us to take him for granted, but for us to know that he understands our weaknesses and that we can still get right back on that horse and keep right. Does that make any sense? Amen. Yeah, it does. And, what, 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 and I just want to make it for some more, some, some of the rest of you. Otherwise, sin has no power like it had over us before. Yes. Sin has no power. I was going to get to that, but go ahead. <laughs> but I'm glad she... She spoke on it. But that's what it was about. That that he's saying that 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 should what he says in the beginning with the question, he says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? So if I'm dead to sin, how can I live any longer in sin? When right. sin is dead to me because sin has no power. Right. That's right. That's right. Come on. Come on. The only thing, the only thing, the only, when we was in the world, sin had power over us because we lived a sinful life. Mm-hmm. But now we came into Christ, and when we came into Christ, I, I, I wanted to share with you, there were 20 things that we took on in our lives that made, that made sin have no power that we wouldn't have to worry about whether grace abounded or not, because the mm-hmm. grace that's in us, God had put in us to make us sufficient for us to walk through sin, Mm-mm-mm. even if we did sin. Mm. Now, and I'm going to break that down to you. Even though we do sin, God has a place for us to be forgiven that we can move through sin. Oh, yeah. See, he told us in the Word, he says, what covers sin? What covers sin? Somebody tell me. One word he says covers sin. Love. 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 He says he says love covers much sin. Ain't that what the word of God said? Multitude. That's right. He says love covers a multitude of sin. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. We got we got to say it scripture wise for the elders. So let's say it. <laughs> but anyway. Love covers a multitude of sins because God loves us through our sin. Because God forgives us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, He forgives you because He 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 one thing that He knows and He looks at the sincerity of your heart when you're asking Him to forgive you. A lot of times we are asked and and we just ask him with words and not our heart. Amen. Amen. I got quiet there for a minute. <laughs> but that, but that's what it is. And here are the twenty things that, that that the Word of God teaches us about twenty reasons for not living in sin. The death to sin nullifies. Resurrection from spiritual death. We walk in newness of life. Death to sin and the resurrection from sin means walking in Christ. So, so there's no 
Sin may come, but it but it's never resurrected. And see, let me tell you something about what what it says about. That's not what resurrection is. Resurrection means brought back to life. Yeah. Okay. And, and the thing about it that that once sin may come, we may commit certain sins, but then when we recognize what we did, we kill it. And and and, and okay, Pastor, how do we kill it? How do you kill it? This is how you kill it. It's because you ask God to forgive you for it, and God just took your sin and put in the sea of forgetfulness. He forgot about it. He put it away. Now he, he wants you to, in your repent, the word repent means to be, to be changed. So he's waiting for you to, he's saying, I repent and I ask you to forgive me. Now I want to walk in the change from the sins that I commit. See, once you start asking for change, you just have to stay out of sin. Amen. Because, see, you know why? And, and, and let me tell you why. Because when you sin, condemnation comes down on your spirit. Yes. Oh, yes. When you used to sin, there was no condemnation. You did a big deal. But when you do something wrong, don't you start thinking about it? Don't it start persecuting you? Don't you find yourself talking to God all day and please, Lord, forgive me. I didn't mean to do it. Please, please, please forgive me. I ain't the only one on this line been there and had to do that. <laughs> when I was in the world, I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't say anything about, you know, Lord, I want you to forgive me. When I was in the world, that's before I knew um, who Jesus Christ was. But now when I do something, I do talk with him. Um, if I'm sending or uh, say something to someone to hurt someone's feeling or whatever, then I and I do talk to G, uh, talk to God. But when I was in the world, no, I didn't know anything about Him. I didn't talk to Him then. Amen. Let me go and read, read the rest of these things to you. And it says, "And the old man is crucified and dead. The body of sin is destroyed. That henceforth we should not sin. We are free from sin." Faith counts sin dead. Sin has no dominion over us. Sin not sin not to reign in our body. The body must not yield to sin. Married to Christ, not sin. We walk in the spirit. Made free from the law of sin. We are spiritually minded. Christ is in us, not sin. And we are not debtors to sin. Spiritual modifies sin in us, and we have sin. We have um, we have spirit of freedom. Intercession of Christ and the Holy Spirit keeps us, and and and, and these are the things that work in us that mm-hmm. keep us from from living an omitted sin life. Do you understand what I just said? Omitted. That means that we just go out and sin, 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 sin. And that's what Paul was talking about. That should grace abound more than we just sin, sin, sin? No. Because we were given Christ. And we and there's certain sins we don't we do not commit no more. You think about it. You ain't running around. Some of y'all used to be y'all used to be sailors. 
Y'all just to cuss people out at, at the blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. You, you better not say nothing to me. I'm going to cuss your tail out. Okay. A lot of y'all don't cuss no more. I did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some of y'all on this line was fighters. Don't look at me. I'll slap the stew out of you in a minute. And you, okay. ain't got that fighting, you ain't got that fighting spirit to be slapping on nobody no more. It take a whole lot of you to beat your little grandkids or Man. your child today. That's right. Because of what God has put in you. You rather, you, rather, you rather make them sit down and be quiet than to put your hand on them. Right. Yeah. So, so there's some things that, 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 that being in Christ that he took out of you, and there's some things that God knows that he hasn't taken out of you. That's why... He said that the, the righteous man may fall 70 times 70, but get back up. There's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some of us on this line right now still wrestling with some things that we thought we were delivered from, and we still end up doing them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to be real, so I'm going to talk to you real. And whether we let people know about it or don't, what I just said, you ain't got to say amen out loud. Just say, just say it on your breath, amen. That's because you ain't got to let nobody know I'm talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Amen. <laughs> yes, because God can see us, okay? Amen. That's right. That's right. You ain't got to tell me. God knows. He knows. He knows everything. He didn't know everything. But that's what Paul is saying in this beginning of this thing. God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How could we live? I can't live in sin. Now, I, I'm not saying that sometimes I don't do the right thing all the time, but I can't live in it. No, no. Because it was a time I could live in it. I, I walk right. I wouldn't care. Get up the next morning and do something else, cooking and stupid and crazy, and wouldn't care and laugh about it and move on. But today, today, I can't live in it because whatever I've done that was not right convicts me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And whenever you do this on this line tonight in this Bible study, convicts you too when it ain't right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Let's go on and move on. My next reader, please, Lady Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, uh-huh. he not. Go ahead now. Yes, go ahead, read. I'm ready. Yes. No, he not. That so many of us You didn't get knocked off, did you? Hello? Hello? Okay. She might accidentally hit a mute button. Yeah. If she get knocked off, I'll go ahead and read it for y'all. No, you're not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ has risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk 
in the newness of life. But we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. That's powerful in itself. Um, Just knowing that first part, knowing that so many of us as were baptized. I want you to understand, I wish my my friend, what's his name, was here tonight, uh, uh, Carol. But the thing is, it's not that we were not baptized in water, but we were baptized in Christ. See, when we read that baptism, that the old man, everybody takes that thing, that segment that when you when you get dunked in the water, this, and you go down and you come up, and the old man is is, is put down. But but it's, that's that's just an old saying. But what happens is that when you accepted Christ and you got baptized in His Spirit, oh hallelujah! That 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 in that baptism, okay, that the old man got got rooted out of you when he died. I'm hearing a lot of static on the phone. Yeah, me too. I'm asking. I'm getting ready to ask somebody to mute their phone. We hear a lot of static. Someone may be outside in their car, or whatever. But we hear, we hear that, and we just thank you. But thank you. Here, here is talking about the baptism of Christ. Know ye that so many of us were baptized into Christ. See, our baptism was not not by water, but into him. Then when we got born again, we got born again in him. And it says, and we're baptized into his death. So so everything that when we got baptized, when we got baptized in him, we also got baptized into his death that we could live again through him. But but one thing, the old man had to die. Oh, Jesus. And y'all, I want you all to catch this. The old man that was in you had to, had to die that you, had, that you could be born again. And that's why, that's why when you got born again, a lot of your friends distanced themselves away from you because you weren't the same person that they knew before. Amen. Amen. Now, I should get a bunch of amens on that one because y'all got a lot of friends that when you started talking God, God, Jesus, Jesus, and all the ones that used to come over your house and play cards and drink, and, and then they come in your house and see a whole new complexion with crosses and statues and things of Christ all in your house, huh, they didn't want to stay too long. <laughs> hey girl, how and you doing? Well, we just come by to see how you was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, ain't, we ain't gonna stay long. Never. And they got in that car and said, "You know we ain't gonna, we weren't gonna stay long because she would have started talking that Jesus stuff." So. <laughs> you know you mm-hmm. right. <laughs> now, but I would like to um, say, Reverend Carpenter, if you allow me, that those who have not been baptized yet, that that's on the line that once you become baptized and united with God, um, 
if uh, many have asked, is it going to be easier for them once they become baptized? No, that this mm-hmm. is when the test is going to start. Um, you will have many trials and your uh, your tests and and be tested. Um, you you start from a milk, um, from milk as a babe until growth. But you, could you explain that more, you all on the line? Because as many people have asked me about after being baptized, would they not would everything run smooth? Like they everything. Um, they won't have any trials and tribulations. Well, the thing about it is when Jesus told you to pick up your cross, he automatically knew from there that uh, your life was going to take such a dramatic change. And that's what he told you in John 15, in, in 19, let me go over and read it for you. In John 15 and 19, he says, If the world hated you, hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would have loved its own. Yet mm-hmm. because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the words that I say to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I have not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled, which, which is written in their law. They hate me without a call. Once, once we take on Christ, we take on everything that has come against him while he walks on earth. We ask that person to mute their phone again. You, we can hear what's going on. I know it's right? not. I'm trying to get a scripture. Just, okay. Okay. Well, mute your phone and get the scripture and come back, Elder. I, I know. It, 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 my phone won't want me to do that. So I oh. guess um, but here we 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 understand what Jesus is saying that that once we get born again, we become a new creature. And that new creature is that we become the likeness of him. Mm-hmm. See, everybody tells you you become a new creature, but they don't tell you what kind of creature you become. But now you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because now you start to embrace and start to take on his character 
that will formulate what kind of creature you are. Can I tell you that one more time? Because y'all need to hear that. When you start taking on, on Christ Jesus, it formulates and creates you to look like what kind of creature you have become. And now you became, ooh, now you have become and understood that the creature that you became is Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I got to give my praise because I'm glad that I'm becoming more like him. But that's what happens. And I hope I answered your question. And anyone that needed any, um, just, go over, just go over, just read. Uh, John 15th chapter, all the way through, and it will tell you. It will tell you about love and joy, and it will tell you about the true vine, and, and it will walk you through about Amen. who you who you could look like that you'll be coming. See, when we came to Christ, we're not ourselves no more, and, and we gave our lives over to him to become like him. See, your life don't belong to you no more. And that's what your flesh is wrestling with your spirit about all the time is because as the more you become like him, the less you become like whatever you was in the flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let's, go on. Let's, let's go on. It says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death that like Christ was risen from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. As Christ died completely, so those who profess Christianity must be completely separated and saved from sin, having no more connection with it than a deadly body as with the departed spirit. So so acknowledging that 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 we should have no more partation with sin. Otherwise sin shouldn't be a, an important part of our life no more. That's right. I shouldn't get up and wonder who could I go cuss out today. Nope. You know, I shouldn't get up and say, whose butt I'm going to have to kick today because I don't want to kick somebody's butt. Mm-mm. You know, now when I wake up, I have a different I have a different mindset of what my day is going to be like. Who can I bless today? Who can I lift up today? Who can I tell somebody about how good Jesus is? The good news. The good news. Say it again, my sister. The good news. Amen. And it's meant to be shared. Amen. 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 That's right. It has to be shared. And the only way that it's going to be shared is through us. He goes on to say that, that, that the newness, just as it took the mighty power of God to raise Christ, it will take this 
to bring alive the dead souls of sinners and make them new creatures in a moment. Mm-mm-mm. See, it's the power that God works in you, and this is where y'all, this, this is where y'all been getting messed up in the church. Y'all been looking for the pastors to draw people to the church, but it ain't him. Y'all was a soul winner. It ain't on the pastor. The pastor equips you to go out to, to draw souls to the church. And it's out for y'all to go out and win souls. And how y'all win souls? When y'all go out and let people know how good Jesus is in you. See, because people are drawn by what they see in you and how they see your walk. Because if you, you're a Christian or uh, a uh, uh, child of God and you ain't living such a great life, huh, there ain't no way you can try to save them people that you're around. Now, you may be able to go somewhere else where people don't know you and be able to save some people, but you ain't going to be trying. You can't save the people you're around because the kind of lifestyle you're living around them, they ain't believing in who you really are. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's why I tell you all, no matter what, we all in the microphone glass. People always watch. Oh, yeah. People are always watching us. It goes, it goes on to say, for if we have been planted, and what they mean planted? Planted together with plainly proven burial of his literally body, a burial in baptism. No planting or burial is possible by the sprinkling or pouring of water. Do you hear me? Oh, yes. Otherwise, otherwise, this this is saying this part, and it goes in the part about us being baptized. You got you can't can't nobody can't nobody just take and sprinkle some water on your head and say you've been baptized. <clears throat> no way. Your body has to be submerged, and you got to go down in that water and come back up. And believe this, there got to be some words spoken on you on your way going down. And some words spoken all over you on your way coming up. Because you're going down the old creature and you're coming up a new one. Amen. 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 Bye. Anyone have anything to say? Anybody got anything to say? Over the first six months. Like you I mean, said in that Psalm five, um, for if we have been planted together, if we have been, um, I, I said that if we have been united with Him too, like this in His death, we will certainly also be united with Him in His resurrection. Amen. And it's the it's the way we live. Um, we we ought to live in a way that reflects our future with Christ because. You know, um, like you just said, um, 
sometimes we are the only Bible that people will read. And um, we have to walk and set an example in the way as Christ has um, taught us to walk, just like him. But we are not, none of us are not going to be perfect. But he did say strive. But we are not perfect because um, um, there's only one perfect God, and that's God alone and Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But he says strive. We, have, we, we can strive. If somebody seeing me, if I'm supposed to be um, what I say I am, and somebody seeing me coming out of Motel Six, then right then that they're going to, oh my God, that will kill their spirit. Tell us, um, right then they will say, well, they don't want to be a Christian because if this is what a, a, a Christian person does and coming out of a hotel, then I don't want to be be, um, be that. I don't want to. Amen. 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 And, I, and that's why we always have to be mindful of our walk. We have to be mindful of our walk, uh, how we carry ourselves in public, because people are always watching us. Yeah. And don't be walking around talking about it with your title, because they really look at you title people. Mm-hmm. Don't think about they then they jotting down. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen pastors such and such. Oh, you should have seen her. You should have seen him. Oh, he was down there at Hotel 6. What the pastor doing coming out of Hotel 6 at night? Yes. So, you know, we have to be mindful, you know, uh, on where we go. And and believe me, as I'm a pastor and I'm at Motel 6, and, I'm, and I went down there because of a situation with a member or something, I'm calling another member to take with me. I'm calling another male member to come That's with right. me. If I'm a right. female, I'm calling me another female member to come with me to go address that situation. Because if you see me, then I got a witness. And sometimes you need a witness. Mm. You got to have a witness. That sounds right. You got to have a witness. Um... Who got six to ten? I do. A, um, I have six to nine. Where is six? You got what? Six to ten. Six. Yeah. Versus six to oh, ten. Wow. Go ahead. I, I... Okay, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. Amen. Thus I have read from 6 to 9. Go ahead, go ahead. You got one more. Okay, for in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he lived, he lived it unto God. Amen. 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 In the sixth verse, it says, knowing this, that our old man. Who's the old man? What is the old man? The old man is the prince of the power of the air, the devil. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. 
Scott Luther was the old man because we were children of disobedience when we walked with the old man. So would that yeah. mean that our old self? Would that um, include without meaning that our old self um, as well? That's right. When you was in the world, you was walking with the devil. You weren't walking with God. <laughs> so Amen. That, that, that means that, 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 question. Yeah, that you were walking with God. You weren't walking with God. You were walking with the devil. Oh, all yeah. our friends, all our relatives, and all our children that ain't saved, they ain't walking with Christ. They're walking with the devil. Mm. Mm. We don't like that. But that's what they are. They are children of disobedience. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to know of God, but it's another thing to walk with God. And the only people that can walk with God are people that walk in relationship. You know, I can know of you all day, Joanne, but then, at the, the, you know, I know of you. But when I know you, I walk with you. And when I walk with you, we're in relationship. Our children, a lot of our children and people in our family, they know there is a God, but they have no relationship with him. And, I, and we, were, we were once like that, too. We knew there was a God. We didn't, no we didn't, we didn't have no relationship. Yeah, no. Look at yourself today. And look at yourself that you knew there was always a God, but but you you didn't you didn't rely on God for this or that or that. You relied on Joanne. You said this That's is Joanne's right. turn. I did. And this was Joanne's turn I'm gonna do it. I, I you know what? I you, I ain't got nobody else and I gotta ask or tell nobody what I'm gonna do, but this is Joanne's turn, I'm gonna do what Joanne's turn do. But when George Turner got saved, Joanne Turner found out there was a God that she had to she had to give account to. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It wasn't, no, it wasn't no more about this is this Joanne and Joanne didn't say I'm gonna do what I want to do. She said no, I'm gonna do what Christ tells me to do. That was, do That's it, right. What Joanne? Joanne, you said what? Joanne, Joanne, you said what? I'm gonna do what Christ, what the Lord lead me to. Who? What the Lord lead me? Wait a minute, Joanne. You can say nobody can tell you what. No, God tells me what to do. Yeah, you change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they say, I'm trying to give you oh, all. Oh, you, you, you ain't going this way. I don't do that no more. That's right. That's right. I, I, go the way that the, I go the way the Lord is going to lead me. See, they hear that. I tell them. And I'm I trying say, to make No, no, I like, can't go there. I can't go that like that. Mm-mm. Amen. Amen. And I want you Things I used to do, I do not do them no more. Amen. God says so, right? That's right. Amen. 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 I wanted y'all to understand because we got real quiet because I said your children and all that. But that's how we were. We were children of disobedience, and it wasn't about God. It was about us. Amen. And I just wanted everybody to understand that. Don't get offended because I'm saying that about your family members, but they don't know Christ, so they don't know Christ. It ain't about him. It's about them. And that's what the Bible's talking about. Our old man was about him, who he was when we were with him, but he wasn't about Christ. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. And this is this is what it says. It says the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of the the now working in the children of disobedience. To call this the old man Adam's nature is enormous. For nothing happened to Adam other than this submission to faith, a moral fall. Adam had the same body, soul, and spirit after the fall as before. The only difference was a change of master. There is no such thing as an old nature other than man's own body, soul, and spiritual domination by satanic power, as in the above passage. See, we were, we were, we were in the world. We were in the world. And, and our master was the devil. The devil was our master. Oh yes. Hello. I, we might not. Have, yes. We might. We might not have called out to him or, or acknowledge him, but we. But, but we were led by him to do some of the things we did. Mhm. And, and and guess what? We did it willingly without fighting back. Go ahead. Listen. This girl down in the club. She want to fight. I need your back. You want? I I meet you down there. Uh, we're going to kick up butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and there goes Joanne. Joanne is thinking about, well, look, girl, I ain't, I don't do that no more. I, I'll pray for you. I, y'all going down there. I'll be praying. I hope everything work out. No, Joanne, back then when she was in the world, she was going. She wasn't praying about it. She wasn't talking to God about it. Her flesh said, that's my girl. She'll stand for me, and if she needs me, I'm going to go stand for her. But you let that same girl call her today and say, Joanne, listen, I'm going to go down to Dollar General. This girl uh, 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 just embarrassed uh-huh. me, oh, and no. I need you to come on to go down there with me. Girl, we're going to do like we used to do. And the first thing Joanne going to say, well, I ain't that same Joanne that used to do with you no more, so I pray for you. And if I can talk you out of going down, I'm going to talk you out. But if you don't, I hope the Lord be with you. <laughs> and then they start looking at you stupid then. <laughs> <laughs> you change. And then did you say, I'm going to pray for you, they change. That's it. That's it. They change. They change. They change. <laughs> they change. They change. But this is what I, this is what this is telling us about the difference in us of what we once were and who we are now. It says the story that henceforth we should not serve sin. Oh no no where I'm at. I'm in yeah, I'm in well Yeah, I'm in there. Okay. We should not serve sin. It says that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve it. And and that's what happens, that, that that in our body it gets destroyed. You know, the crucifixion the and the death of Christ, life expressions are common among Hebrews, Greeks, Latins, and other people to die to a thing or person is to have nothing to do with with and to be totally separated from it or him. And, and that's what happened to us. 
the people that, that, that would lead us into doing crazy stuff, we separated ourselves away from. How many, how many people would y'all got to say y'all just walked away from because you know if you hung out with them, it's going to be tougher for you to walk the way you wanted to walk? Amen? Amen. That's shoot. I had, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of friends I hung out with. I had to come along. So I had to come along because ain't none of my friends would follow me. My best friend. I mean, my best friend. Me and them used to to to, to sneak over each other's house and spend the night and get up and go to school together and all that. We ran the street. We used to steal batteries out of cars at night to get us money and all that. And and and, and once I got into Christ. We, we we like strangers. I called him the other day, the beginning of this year for his birthday, and I said, man, I called you say happy birthday. He said, yeah, thanks, man. And the phone got silent. And I said, okay, man, I just wanted to bless you. I hope everything will be all right. He said, thank you for the blessing. All right. And he hung up. But this was my best friend. You know, one of them old, what my man used to say, this is one of them old ride-or-die brothers. We rode or die together. But when I came into Christ, and he was still doing in the world, it, it separated. And what a lot happened? of it separated us. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, whenever we do meet each other, we hang out for a while, and we talk and stuff. And we may go because I play basketball with, you know, back then when we grow up, we go see the kids play basketball in tournaments. And that's the end of our day. And, and then we go our own way. We spend a little time together. But that's what, that's what this is talking about, that once you come into Christ, you start, you start separating yourself from certain people. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know? And we have to. We have to. The only way that we can keep our our salvation and our own spiritual dignity if we do separate. We got family members we separate from. You know, I got I I got my sisters. I love them. You know what I'm saying? They're coming around now, but my sisters will cuss up a storm. They drink some of that. I got one sister. She drinks some of that Mexican stuff. Uh, 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 uh. With the little with the little worms in the bottom, bottom of it, tequila. She drink that little one tequila, <laughs> and, and, and and all hell breaks loose in the house in a few minutes. I mean, she don't fight or nothing, but she cuss every every word out of her mouth is a cuss. And I said, hey, when I once I see that star, I gotta go. I will see y'all later. Why you leaving? You always leave. I gotta go. You have to separate yourself from something. Yeah, you have to. You have to. I used to go to Masonic Ball, which is a family tradition, because my father and mother, they were they were Masons, and my mother was a matrix uh, 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 and all like that. And my sisters and my brothers, they they were in it, and I, I, wasn't, I was in it from a kid, but when I grew up, I didn't have nothing to do with it. But I used to go at the thing, and then one... One event I went to, and the younger kids started coming. My nephews and them and nieces, they got old enough to start coming. So what they did, I think I always bring punch. 
these jokers spiked the punch, and I didn't know it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm drinking that punch, and I'm drinking, oh, the punch tastes so good, I'm drinking that punch. Oh, and my brother-in-law came on to me and said, man, your sister looked over there, and she said, how much of that punch you done drank? I said, I don't have maybe about 10 cups, man. That's some good punch. I ain't never y'all made this. <laughs> she said, man, that punch. I said, well, I don't taste nothing. Man, he said, come on, come on, come on over here. Man, I went to get up, and I got up. I took two steps and started staggering like I was drunk as a skunk. And then I I, had, I went outside. It was winter. I got the air hit me. And when I went back in that, 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 that one thing, the old man, I woke the old man up because I stayed on the dance floor for the rest of the night, dancing, dancing, dancing. And then I said, I can't. After that, I told my sister, I can't come no more. She said, you won't let that. I said, that one event, because I've looked to drink the punch y'all put on there. Now I can't even trust the punch no more. (laughs) 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 Because I don't drink. And, And you know what I'm saying? And I said, you know what? I respect them, but... I can't let that happen again because people there know that I'm a preacher. And you know after I left there, it went all around the ones that knew me. Yeah, did you see, did you see Rem Carpenter? He was drunk as a skunk. Boy, I didn't know, know that preacher drank. Boy, he was acting a fool. You see him all over the dance floor? He was dancing on the chandeliers too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I used to do when I was in the world. So these things, this is why, you know, God has us to start to learn and what we have to separate ourselves from. See, and that's why I'm I'm real. Y'all ain't never got to worry about it. I'm going to tell you about my life. I don't care how anybody look at it because that's who I once was, but this is who I am today. If you if you want to still look at me as what I used to be, God bless you, because I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't like them people on TV. I ain't scared to tell you where I came from, but you can look at where I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the mark of true deliverance when you can talk Amen. about it. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. You're supposed to be able to be transparent and talk about these things. Because going to say, for he... For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. And and, and, and that's it. If we died, you know, and we understand what death they're talking about, because, see, Jesus bared all our sins. And Jesus died as a sinner. Oh, boy. I just messed somebody up. Y'all all right? <laughs> y'all all right? <laughs> y'all might not never heard nobody tell you that. Jesus died as a sinner. He was resurrected in the, in the, in the goodness of freedom. But he died as a sinner. When he died on the cross, he died in sin. He died in sin so you could be free. He bared and took on all our sins on the cross that we could be free from sin. 
Hallelujah. Glory Hallelujah. Y'all might not never know or heard nobody tell you like I'm telling you about that, but God just God is talking to me right now. And, and, and because it's the first time me hearing it come out of my mouth like that, and that's awesome for me to really understand the reality that he died a sinner on the cross. And he bared all my sins that I could be free from sin. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Woo! He said, now that Christ is being risen from the dead, dead no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died under sin once, but in that he lived, he lived under God. And that's what happened. That 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 that, that sin don't have no dominion over us. And when and, 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 and we go back to what I told you earlier because I jumped ahead because of what the elder had, had threw out there, but it don't have no power over me. I know that I might not sin, but it don't have power. It don't have power. That I'm, that I'm just going to run and sin, 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 sin. Yeah. Just because I fall one time. You know what I'm saying? As long as the more morning I get back up, sin has no dominion over me. But if I don't get back up, it has taken power over me again. Yeah, yeah. That's why when, that's why it says when you fall and get back up, when you get back up, you have just took the sting out of the power of sin over your life. And amen. Right. Amen. Because as long as, as long as I did something wrong last night, I could wake up in Christ Jesus and start all over again. Uh-huh. But a lot of people sit in pity parties. Oh, I did that. And they sit three or four days in that sin. I ain't sitting in no sin. Because you know what? They just gave sin a little bit of power over them because now it got them in the pity party. Come on, y'all have seen people. Some of y'all have been in the pity party. I've been there. I've been in the pity party. I'm sorry, Reverend Carpenter. I didn't hear that last statement. Um, been in the what now? The pity party. The pity party. That old pity, pity party. party. Yeah, yeah. Oh. When you start... When you start sitting in that little chair, I call it the, the penny chair. And you go, oh, I shouldn't have did that. Why I do that? And you sit there for three days. Oh, yeah. Or you sit there for a week or or, or, or a month in the penny chair about something that you did, a sin you committed, and still <laughs> moving on past that sin, you still wilding in it. Right. Every time you walk down the street, you're still thinking about what you did. And then what happens is you give that thought power over you. That's right. And I ain't the only one on this line that, that's been there that gave that thought some power when I should have just let it go. Oh, yes. I've been there. That's right. That's right. We have to let it go, let it go, let it go. That's right. Okay, Elder. We got 11... 
Michael, I told you, 
You can't go by and have a relationship with God and not have a relationship with you. Amen. Amen, that's true. Because because whatever relationship you think you got with God, you ain't got. Because God ain't got no relationship with you. That's why Jesus said, if I'm in you and you are me, then we are one. He says, the only way to the Father is through me. And I'm, and I'm reading what the Bible just tells you. The Bible mm-hmm. says here, it says, mm-hmm. but alive unto God. See, so your life is under God, but, now check it out. It says, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through. Otherwise, you ain't alive to me. I can't see you no other way, but unless you come to my son. And I, I, did, did I break it down for you all? Is it broke down for you to understand that? Somebody say amen, or somebody say no, it ain't. Somebody say I don't get it. Somebody say something. No, I, I'm just thinking of where um, when the disciples asked Jesus to show us the Father, and he said, have I been so long time with you, and yet you not known me, Philip? So uh, they're just one, and they're just, I mean, the triune God, yes, is three, but three and one. So the order is that we cannot go directly to the Father. We must come through his son. And because God wants us to acknowledge the gift that he's given us, God, God wants us to acknowledge and to appreciate what he did for us. Because like you said, Jesus, he died a sinner's death, yet he had no sin. So it, it, it is, it, it's a powerful thing that we understand that he's one with his father, and we must be one with him. Because so, if, if, if you yeah. ever cut off your relationship with Jesus, you cut off your relationship with God. Yeah, because they're the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't go beyond the son to get to the father. And, and, and think that you're going to hear from God. The only way you hear from God is through the Son. To show you how powerful it is, Jesus said when you pray, he said, he said ask the Father in my name. Mm-hmm. And, and he just said that, that the Father do it, but read that scripture. He said, and I will do it. Mm-hmm. But he said the only way it's going to get done is you ask the Father in my name. If you go, if you go, Father God, I need you just to 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 to, to heal my body right now. I need you to heal, so Father God. I'm just asking you, and I'm gonna pray this prayer. I'll follow in heaven. I'll be thy name, thy kingdom come. That what we've done on earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. To God in the kingdom, power and glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Where did that prayer go? To the Father, God. Because why I say that? Because all right, all right, all right. Go to the Father. Do you think He heard? Well, um, I'm just uh, um, use me for example because it happened to me. I was washed in tears 
um, when my parents died in my own home, and I was crying out to the Father to give me some peace and comfort. And when I cried out to the Father, that's when I felt peace and comfort. I'm, I'm just talking about me now, just just what happened to me. I felt comforted by Father, calling his name. Calling whose name? My father. I said, God, our father. I was saying the Lord's Prayer seven times. Our father, who art in heaven. I was trying to ask the Holy Spirit to give me some peace, and I was calling God's name. My father name. Though I said Jesus too, but during that time in my home, I was calling my father God. I said, "Help me, help me." Well, and I called Jesus' name well, too. I asked Jesus with it. Amen. It's just that I was calling. And that's what happened. But that's what's happening. But what I'm asking you, if you just prayed straight to the Father and not in the name of Jesus, do you think that you're going to respond? Because, yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, um, I, I'm going to tell you, that's why a lot of people are waiting because they haven't followed Scripture. Jesus said, ask the Father in my name, and it shall be done. Mm. Wow. Why do you think that wherever you go and when you're in church, they say, we ask this prayer to be received in Jesus' name? Mm-hmm. Amen. You understand? Because everything that we do here comes through Jesus that goes on to the Father. And the Father and the Father recognizes that name when you when you say your prayer. There's just a lot of people on their ignorance that the the Holy Spirit may intercede for you. But times but times I believe. This is my belief though. And it might not be yours. But I believe that, that 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 when it doesn't intercede for you, God lets you have to wake up and, and understand to follow the directions that that my son gave you about praying unto me. That you pray in his name. Amen. 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 And and and, and y'all going y'all go and if that gives you something to really check out and go into the Bible and want to study to see about um, answered prayers. I don't know if any of y'all picked up that little red book, but you need to get that little red book, that little red prayer book. I'm telling you. Uh, especially for next month, y'all going to be using a little red prayer book with Pat, with Pat uh, Reverend uh, Perry when he's going to do the month segment on spiritual warfare and how to arm yourself with the right weapon. That's what's, going to be exciting next month. What's the title of the Little Red Book? Gang, by the way, good evening. I didn't want to interrupt. Hey, man, how you doing, Deborah? Hey, God bless you. Hey. Let me go give you all the address so you all can write. The book used to be free, but I, I've heard it. Uh, when I got it, 
when I got it back then, they sent me a whole two big boxes full of these Bibles. And now I heard that you got to pay for them. So. Mm. Okay. Okay. But, um. Reverend Carpenter? Yes, ma'am. The the book that you guys are referencing, is it the Prayers That Root Demons and Break Curses by John Edwards? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that book. Is that okay. it's a little it's a little red book that's it says prayer on the outside cover. Yeah. And it's from the Christian Word Ministry at four twenty eight Southland Drive, Lexington, California. I mean Lexington, Kentucky. Somebody must be getting ready to invite me to come preach in California. <laughs> is there a zip code on that? Uh, the zip code is 40503. Okay. And I'm and sorry, you, I didn't get... I'm going to give you the telephone number. Uh, the telephone number is 859-219-9082. The oh. second number is same area code eight five nine. Uh huh. Two six zero one four eight eight. Okay. Yeah. If y'all get the chance, call them. Find out about these books, and I mean, if y'all go to whatever church, see can y'all order some for the church so y'all have one. I uh, I use it at different times when I have to pray for people. Because there's certain prayers that need to be prayed over certain things that I just don't know off the top of my head. And I go into that book for spiritual warfare prayers, especially to pray over demonic forces that have taken hold of certain things in people's lives. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to ask you at the end again, the sister who who had the title, because I couldn't write it fast enough. Yes, ma'am. The book is called Prayers That Route is R O U T Demons and Break Curses and the author is John Eckert. Prayers That Route Demons and Break Curses by John Eckert. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Oh, right. Hey, hey, prophetess. Excuse me, is that a, was that the book you were saying was a little red book? I oh no, no, that's that's not the little red book. Yes. That's not that's not the little red book. That's oh, another okay. book. That's another book that they're going to be reading next month in May. Uh, we're having Pastor uh, Perry Austin come on, mm-hmm. and he's going to do for the whole month every Saturday morning mm-hmm. on um, Young Men and Women God's Worldwide Ministry uh, phone ministry. He's going to do a study and a teaching on spiritual warfare. Oh no! I asked because I have that book and it's not red. I was just I was just wondering if you had another. Oh no no no! The, the, the red book is the prayer book. The prayer book is red. That's the address that I gave first. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, All right. Let's go back. Let me get back to you. First now we're in Romans five, right? We're in Romans six, and right now we're at the twelfth verse. Okay. It said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Ooh. 
I, I, I listen to him a lot. And he's one guy that'll tell you, even in, even when he falls short, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you when he has been a mighty, a powerful man in God where he's at, he said, I ain't grow there yet. I'm still trying to get there. Y'all pray for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> and, and he lets me feel confident in who I am because I could be real and ain't got to worry about it. I'm not the only one that want to be real with God's people. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because if I can be real with you, I can I can make you get the confidence to be real with yourself. That just what that word says. You know, we got to watch out because we, we still got certain things that are still lusting in our heart. Mm-hmm. You know? I know what you I, mean. I know what you mean. Because, you, you, you know, you're kind of nervous about it. But then I know, for instance, with some friends, and we went up to uh, went up to Atlantic City. Everybody familiar with Atlantic City up here in Jersey, a big casino place. But uh, they got some timeshare, wasn't staying at the hotel. And just for the kids, they out of school. Since the timeshare didn't cost anything, kitchen, we can cook and everything. I said, okay, I go. But I was nervous because I know... I'm not a gambler, but I do enjoy going in there and and playing. But now since I've gotten closer to the Lord and the Word, and this is me now because I knew that we're not supposed to gamble. And I hear up and down sides on the issue. But in my heart, I said, Lord, I know when I walked through there the last time before I really got close and, and come to the prayer meetings and go to services like I have been doing, I started feeling a little funny feeling. So I said, okay, now I'm going to go up there this time, but I'm not even going to go through there like you. I know I can't go in there. So I go in there, it's going to look like fun because everybody laughing and giggling and and the, the sounds of the machines and everything. I said, no, I'm going to put some money in there if it ain't number $20. And it was, you know. But the feeling that I felt when I got there, it was a feeling of, of like, a sadness, like don't go, don't don't disappoint your father. You know you already promised that you wasn't going to go, and you know how you feel like you betrayed him if you go in there and you start sitting down gambling. You start sitting down gambling, they're going to bring you a free drink. If they bring you a free drink, you're going to light a cigarette. You know, so don't even go in there. Stay on out of there. Stay in the hotel. Do the swimming with the kids and the ping pong and go to the movie part and do this and do that, just regular stuff. You can go up there without having to to uh, to uh, to partake in anything that make you feel comfortable in the spirit, uncomfortable. So I just want to share that, you know. Amen, amen. And and that's the real thing. Just just let me just let me um show you and go back and just read and then read a little something and uh what you just shared and what I shared. You'll see what. What it's talking about. It says, likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead, indeed unto sin, but also unto the thought to Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we came down and said, let no sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust of thereof. It says, obey sin in its lust. This further proves sin to be a real spirit person ruling the life and sin itself has lust other than the lust of man. See, 
when we think about lust, we always think about sexual things, of lusting after each other for physical, uh, um, for physical pleasure. But there's other lusts that we have in our life. Some of y'all are on diets, and y'all used to eat a whole lot of chocolate or, or go out. You got you got to you got to go down. You got to go left when you used to go go right because Dunkin' Donuts is down the other end, and uh, McDonald's is over here, and whatever you used to be caught up into that you had you did on a ritual side all the time, you had to cut it off because you're trying to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? But still, you lust after those things. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's certain people we lust just to hang out with. You know what I'm saying? You always hung out with them and blah, 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 but you can't hang out with them. And sometimes you see them and you just lust. And you know if you see them, you're going to end up hanging out with them. And you don't, you know if you hang out with them, you're going to be repenting by, by, by the morning, morning and, and asking for forgiveness. So you gotta, you got to confront that lust. Go on. Let me finish reading this. So it says that the lust of the sin are in reality the lust of faith. The lust of man are his own creative powers, deprived and corrupt, that made up the basis Adam's nature. The same, uh, the same faculties that yield to sin can likewise yield to God and commit holy acts. See, because once we we switch that lust around. We can we we can start having the same lust for good things. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Y'all think about it that that once y'all get into Christ, y'all get a y'all get in a place that y'all lust to, to make somebody feel good today. I lust that to tell somebody, hey, God bless you, and see them smile. I lust, you know what I'm saying. A lady asked me today. She said, "How you doing?" I said, "I'm blessed." Next thing I know, she said, yeah, and, and you are highly favored, too. Mm-hmm. And all she did was I, I told her that I, what I was, and then she gave me a compliment of what she saw. So she yeah. made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. And then we get to that point that love to tell people and to make people and to do good things throughout the day. If I can help an old lady get across the street, I might run and pass everybody. I might see a lady carrying her bags and run and, and push people out of the way. Let me tell you, you need my help? Come on, let me help you get this to the car. Mm-hmm. Because I'm lusting to do something good at the same thing that when I was in the world, I lusted to do something bad. Hallelujah. Can we call that desire? Cause, cause lust is just sin. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Y'all see, y'all took, y'all made lust. People made lust a bad word. This, this, you know what? Lust is not a bad word. Lust is not a bad word. It's what you lusting after that makes it bad. No, I agree to disagree. You know what I'm saying? Because, because, because I can be a good, godly woman and, and and would lust to have her as my wife. Is that a bad lust? Well, I, I, I'm going to show you a woman that was lusting. Uh, 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 Ruth was lusting after uh, um, Simone. <laughs> she was. 
was mm-hmm. lusting after him. You, you, you know why she was lusting after him? Because she did everything that Naomi told her, all right? And she went down there and followed the instructions because she was lusting to have that man. Mm-hmm. And, 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 show you, and show you how how lust took her because when she went in the third chapter and laid before him see, she knew that by law, at the threshing floor, that a man could do whatever he wanted with a woman that laid at his feet. He could have sex with her. He could do, he could just use her any kind of way she wanted. But inside her lust, she was having a good lust because she was lusting after uh, after a man that God had put in place for her to have. Because there was a fulfillment that came out of that lust. And out of and out of that and out of them joining together came the seed of Christ. Because that's the seed that Christ came out. The seed of Ruth and Boaz. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Y'all go read it. Y'all go read it. And when y'all come back, y'all be like, Pastor, yay! That was- <laughs> If she didn't lust after him, if she didn't lust after him, it would that wouldn't have been the seed. Of, that wouldn't have been the fulfillment of God. So lust is not a bad word. It's just the way that we have always heard it that that made it sound bad. We always heard lust as a sexual thing. Amen. Uh, 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 elder. Uh, I'm well, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. You you get back to me on that one. I and sure. that's why it says here the same faculties that yield you to sin can likewise yield you to God and commit holy acts. <laughs> but anyway. I'm thinking about James 1 and 15, that when lust has conceived, it produces sin. So uh, that's that's where my head is at. So I've got to do a little more, okay? Yeah, do a little more. Do a little more. I went through that for a long time. And then I learned there was good lust and bad lust. Okay. I, know I, I know I'm lusting after Christ. That's good lust. <laughs> oh, okay, I hear you. I'm just. I, I decided to no, no. I, 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 I always put it on. It depends on what you're lusting at. Woo! That's the yeah, I'm, I'm longing after him, you know. <laughs> Let's go on to the 13th. 13th. <laughs> it says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness under sin. Reveal yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness under God. Wow. It's telling us there in, in, in this verse, it is says, it is not sin to be tempted. The sin is in yielding. See, see, we could be tempted all day until we give in to the sin 
that we that we give over or we yield to it. That that brings us into a place of commitment. How many of you all have been tempted all day but never committed? Uh, amen. Again, because <laughs> you know what? Nobody ain't saying nothing, but see, that's why God put a word in the Bible to let us know that we're all tempted throughout the day. Everybody's tempted. All of y'all on this line is tempted some kind of place, some kind of house before the day is over. There's a thought that comes to your mind. And see, he didn't say, he didn't say an act that tempts you, but it's just a thought. That's why he says, cast down every strange imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God <clears throat> and bring every thought from the obedience of Christ Jesus. Because there's a thought that comes in your mind. And the only place that the devil can mess with you is in your mind to bring you into to a thought of temptation. Yes, sir, I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question. No, I didn't ask a question yet. I was just talking about the thought of temptation. <clears throat> you know, and y'all think about it. Y'all think about how uh, how, yeah, any of y'all ever go to the old school reunion? A school of what? Reunions. You know, you know how they had them old class reunions. Oh yeah, class school reunion, class reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever go to one of them, and all of a sudden you see that old, that old guy that you just, or that old girl that you just had. Oh boy. <clears throat> <laughs> you, you just you just dreamt what you could do with, with that girl or what you could do to that man. Boy, he was something when he was in school. <laughs> but you're saying temptation now, not lust. Yeah, well, I know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that now. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said, look at him. And then all of a sudden, some, some, all of a sudden, temptation has come in to start to start bringing you to go over and make yourself noticeable. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, see now you now you want now you became the the vessel of temptation because you looking good and looky over there with all he over there with Sally and look how fat now a shape they done got. Mm. Let, me go. <laughs> Let me go over there and just strut by and just strut by. And, then, and, and, and you say, hey, James, how you doing, James? Remember me, James? No, you, look, you, you don't just, have you just, you just looking as good as you want to be looking. And, <laughs> and, and you know you done looked, and them girls used to look good back in the day, and now they don't look nothing like they used to look. And he over there, and now when you walk away, he's watching every step he takes it back to where you go. You just tempted to that man. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess there's two ways you can walk over there. Yeah. You know, it's a, <laughs> it, don't matter, it don't matter how you walk over there. They're switching and, and stuff. The motor, no, it don't matter how you walk over there. The temptation is still in your mind because you remember, you remember how bad he was. You looking? Nah, you know, not you know, not and, now. And that, and, yeah, yeah, you still looking? You let go of the old man, the old ways. Yeah, uh-uh. I'm telling you. I'm a new that. man, the new man. I hate you. 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 I
Let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. Since you're throwing that one at me, we don't give a man. Now, 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 there were certain cliques when you was in school, when you go to them class reunions. And you get there and you had them girls that, 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 they, were, that they were the most popular girls in the school. Mm-hmm. And you might not have been one of them. You might have been one of them laid back and people noticed you and they didn't notice you. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you get in there, and you ain't seen them in over 20 years or 30 years, and y'all having this reunion, and you done been on your diet, getting yourself looking good. You getting back down to that to, to that 9, 10, or 11, 12, and, 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 and you getting yourself. And you go up in there, and them same girls, that little cool, all of them is wearing size 20 dresses, and you looking good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh my goodness! Mm. Well, that's the way I probably used to would have approached it, but I like to say, um, tell them I'm I'm being for real with my sisters and brothers of Christ because I I only know you all over the phone, so I know I ain't got no reason I have to. Amen. Other than what I really truly feel inside, and I. That way, and I'm happy to say that now that I think about it, because you know I, I always agree with you when when it was something that affected me personally. But now I, I think I to move beyond that point. I don't have time for that. Well, that's that right. More, if I see them now, I probably try to make things the water over the bridge, you know, and come at talk to them in a different manner, maybe. Bring them to Christ. Talk to them and see if they're still in that childish mode. We were 30 years ago, and I hope they're not at that point in our lives. But if they are, then, you know, maybe they would leave a leeway of talking about something that had transpired and uh, find a way to bring them to, to God, to bring them to Christ. Let them know it's time to set that down. I, You know, we don't have that much more to go now. You all got to stop all that foolishness and... <laughs> Recognize got children, okay, children. Okay, uh, and leave all that, uh, you know. Okay. You know. I know what you mean. I got time. I, I'm with you. I understand what you're saying. But I was trying to bring y'all into saying that sometimes we have to watch out that we don't become we don't use become instruments. The devil uses, but we stay and be instruments of righteousness. Yeah, and that's what, and that's what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But I was just saying that we have to watch out that we don't. And I, I use that because sometimes we don't go in that mindset inside in, inside of a class reunion. Uh-huh. But then, but then it's like me. People see me on the street. And they be like, golly, you still the same size you was when we was in high school. You know what I'm saying? And they be talking about and my daughter and them, their friends that they grew up with, you know, I went to school with their fathers and their mothers and them. And my, my daughter be glad for me to walk the street with us. She said, because my, my, my uh, uh, Kathy's father, boy, you, you and them, y'all grew up together. But you see how big and fat he done got with that beer belly and, and you know, your child is a little proud as you look at you ain't looking all floppy 
you know, and messed up. So when I go to a, a class reunion, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand what I don't go in there with that intention, but people gravitate to me and be like, Dave, you looking good. Golly, you wearing that. You still look like you did when we was in, in high school. Now, now, sweet pastor, now, now that's exactly where I'm going. Is that okay for you because you're a man? I mean, a woman's mindset, I mean, every woman I know likes to look good. We want to look good. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm looking like that because I want you to be tempted or lust after me. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> we we got to watch that even in our righteousness that we don't promote it and let it be looked as being a partake of unrighteousness. You could be over there, you could be over there, and I don't know, and I'll be like, oh, shoot. Look at Renee. Golly, look, man, she's still looking like she did when we was in. Man, that girl still. And now I'm, I'm driving away, Renee, but my <laughs> mindset is coming because of what Renee looked like. Now, and that's what you said. Now, when I start talking to her, either I was drawn by my own unrighteousness to her. Now I'm going to be set up to walk and be talking to a woman that's walking in righteousness. Come on. See what I'm saying? Come on now. So Dang. don't let you, don't let don't let your unrighteousness look okay. That might that might draw somebody for their own unrighteousness to be tempted by you by the way you look. Mm-hmm. But when they get there, don't let it change who you are. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Because you could be that girl. Well, I could be that gentleman that no uh, no women ever really looked at in high school. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and all of a sudden then I get to the thing and you know what I'm saying, I'm I'm really king of the day. I can't let that take me out of who I am and being yeah. a righteous man. That's pride then. No pride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but 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 we can let things take us out of because now we get the attention that we wish we would have got back when we were junior high or high school from people that we get it now because of the way we look now. Right. But you know what I'm saying? I think. I'm hoping you can see what I'm saying. That we look, that that what the word is saying here. Don't let don't don't let unrighteousness, you know, change you from from being right. Well, in my case. Um I always say I thank God for saving me because I was a mess. I was really a mess. And back in school, I was the life of the party. I was the one who always was starting stuff. So when I got saved, I mean, really saved and gave my life to Jesus, mm-hmm. I was talking to them same people and sharing this Jesus that I, that I found and was in love with. And, oh, my God, I lost all my friends because they didn't want to hear about no Jesus. And the thing of it is, I don't even go back to any of those um, reunions because you were still on the street and they didn't want to hear me. And now, you know, they're saying things like, oh, she's a minister now. So they don't even send me invitations anymore. So I pray that some of them got saved. But for the matter is, I ain't worried about them lusting. They do say I still look like I did in school, and I do. But I thank God for saving me because some of them died, some of them jacked up. I, I happened to run into one gentleman that was my boyfriend in, in in junior high school. And this dude is sitting in a wheelchair 
getting breasts and he done, you know, got the operations and he begging for change trying to get the rest of the operation. No uh, other rebuke that spirit and tell him, what happened to you? You know, and I start telling him about the old Renee Garner somewhere now because my name is Edmund now or something. And that was it. So I, I, I'm really just totally convinced that even if I look good, because like uh, Evangelist Easter Williams, when she had her, her picture up for her birthday that just passed, happy birthday again, uh, Evangelist. Yes. 60 is the new sexy, if you ask me. She looks wonderful. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, that's the new, new sexy right there. So if if I'm looking at that picture and I'm seeing a beautiful woman, that's my mindset. But now if I'm looking at her because of what was, that's still my mindset. I can't blame her for wearing that dress. It's me. It is. Yeah. I need to check myself. Why should I dress a certain way? To keep you when you're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost ain't keeping you, my dress ain't. Oh, amen. Hey. <laughs> so long as that too short and too tight. Okay. <laughs> and, no, and you know, you, it don't even matter because the imagination of one of you guys will see them block on. Somebody's still trying to figure out, wow, I wonder what she looked like underneath that, that fort. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's the mindset. And if, if the Holy Ghost ain't keeping you, surely my clothing won't. Well, Amen. Amen, ladies. <laughs> well, like the scripture says, neither yield your neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness under You know she looked good in that picture all that day. You know what I'm saying? And and all that. You know, she still gotta stay in the magnitude of the woman that she portrays to be on Facebook. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. And, 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 you know, just that picture alone can open up a door for some men to try her and say, man, she put up a picture looking like that. Mm. You know? Now, you all know. I want to. And a lot, of you, a lot of you women on Facebook have, have maybe not tell the story, but you all have had men that are in the body of Christ that have come off one way but had a different motive while they were trying to talk to you. And then when they came off talking to you, all of a sudden they wanted to get into sexual conversations and all this with you, of course, after knowing you, even inboxing you, or even if you gave me your phone number because you thought they were a good man or something. Oh, you preaching, Mary Carpenter. So, so let's, let's see. Yes, I'm uh, 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 on my face. And then, on my and, and see. Pay, um, post, there was a bishop. I'm not gonna call his name, but even on the um, where everybody can see it, he said, um, "Okay, call me back." And he put his personal number on there on my Facebook, and he said, "Okay, call me back." So right then, I had to put um, just say up under there, "What are you talking about, Bishop?" So so I never call you. I don't know you. I don't know um, uh, uh, this number that you're giving me. You know, it, it was so bold. And that's why I have to stay pray up because um, it's 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 just that people just uh, put it out there like I call him and I don't even know the man. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why the second part of this this verse it says, "But you yourself under God as those that are alive from the dead and your members." as instruments of righteousness under God. You, I mean, when you don't respond to that, 
or when you respond in a godly manner, you, you, you set a tone of who you are, that you are walking in the righteousness of God. Amen. See what I'm saying? Now, there's some women that would have found it that, oh, man, I'm going to pick up here. I got a friend, you know, call her name, but when she came to Facebook and put a picture up, um, she came off one of them personal ads and didn't hardly get nobody writing to her to want to meet her. But as soon as she got on Facebook and put up this character such and such, she told, she she wrote me and then called me and said, I ain't never knew that I could be so, so many men could come running after me. And she says, now I got I to gotta hold myself that I, don't, that I don't act a fool along with them acting a fool. That's so right. don't, don't, think, don't think that that because a lot of us, we're getting older, and we don't get attention like we used to. And then all of a sudden we put our picture up somewhere and we start getting a whole bunch of attention. If you don't keep yourself, it'll take you into an unrighteous way of, of responding. Oh, my God. That's the truth. It'll yeah, take you an unrighteous way of responding, and then when you wake up to your righteousness, you want to get away from all that unrighteousness that you started. <laughs> don't let me start preaching to y'all now. Cause I'll tell y'all about this. Oh, y'all, y'all try to act, because I ain't let nobody act. I like people to be real. Y'all ain't going to act like this stuff ain't real. You will open a door of unrighteousness because all of a sudden you're getting attention. You you imagine a man or woman that been single by themselves for twenty uh, or twenty one years, and all of a sudden they put a picture up, and 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 and, and they they had a picture up there, but it wasn't. And then they put up a picture because it was their birthday, and they showed a whole picture of what they look like, and bow. Mm. That's right, because I love God you know, and I love Because you know what? A lot of you women, let me say this, Evangelist. A lot of you women have conservative pictures that show that y'all show on Facebook that, that, that y'all are that Christian type picture, just a headshot. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of y'all don't like people go through your photos. Y'all ain't got a lot of pictures, but. Y'all in church or y'all at a church function or family function. But then y'all put up a picture uh, 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 of going out and having and showing your full figure with a bunch of with a bunch of people. And now you get a whole different response to your page that you never got. And y'all and when one of y'all women may have been single by yourself for over seventeen or fifteen years. And now all of a sudden, it's like it's like you can't stop men from trying to inbox you on Facebook. Oh my God! You're gonna have a different response, and you got you want to pray to keep yourself God. And you know what really gets to me about that? I went on not to be getting off the subject, but I did go on for a while because I'm one of those women that's been single 15 years. I'm divorced that long, and, and getting away from him was a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyway, um, I went on Christian Mingle, well, you know, about seven, eight years later, maybe even ten, just trying to, you know, get back in the swing of things because I kind of got a little tired of being, you know, single. You know, you want some companionship, some friendship. Make a long story short, most of these gentlemen, and I mean so many guys, responded to my picture. 
But do you know what each one of them said to me on Christian Mingle? Each one of them said to me, there has to be something wrong with you. You're too beautiful to be by yourself. Are you crazy? Are you a fatal attraction? What's going on? Why are you divorced? But when I went on Facebook, I got pastors from Africa, Australia, Chinese pastors, bishops, (laughs) um, Indian fellows. Everybody wants to get next to Elder Book. And one of the things I think I did wrong is I just put my name in their book. I didn't put elder or pastor in there because in New York I'm pastor. Here in, in Florida I'm elder. Now you hear all of these people got husbands, I mean, got wives, and carrying on. Why are you calling me? Mm. When I was trying to get a date, everybody said I was crazy. <laughs> now, now I'm not trying to get a date. Why and everybody you? calling you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strange, but, but, but in reality, you know what? I respect everyone, everyone that gives me compliments or whatever, and my head don't get so big. I don't care, male or female. And as for inbox messages, I'm so happy to say that I never got any disrespectful inbox message from male um, from the male. It's just that one post at one time. But I, I respect everyone that gives me compliments, but I don't let my head get so big because I put God first and I take care of myself. And I show my picture and um, with me being 60 years old to help mm-hmm. someone to know that, you know what, just because you're 60 doesn't mean you have to be act old and crippled. And, oh, and, and if you take care of yourself by eating healthy and, and, and exercising, that you can have to continue to have the, the, um, um, the right body that God, the whole, that God has given to you. And, I, and I'm proud of myself. I, 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 after I said, God, I love you, I said to myself, I am beautiful. But as for anybody um, complimenting me, I, I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. But um, I have to um, say that men, um, I never had men to inbox me uh, inappropriate um, in any manner whatsoever. All right. Amen. That's a blessing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. I'll, I'll be you know, twenty at sixty in September. So woo, all you keep, young girls, all you young women on the line. Woo. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and she make me proud because it's like Amen. you know I didn't want to tell nobody my age, but she's like, yeah, and and yeah, why not? We made it. We made it. That's it. I'm so proud of my some of our friends did not make it. I'm gonna be fifty four in, in 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 June. And I don't look a day over thirty or something like that, but it's okay. It's the Holy Ghost. I can't <laughs> mine no more. I thank God for the Holy Ghost and I thank God for this mind. I'm proud of my age. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my age also. That I will be I will be sixty five years old. Yeah, yeah. Over there and, and I'm proud of my age, and I don't look a day over 40. Amen. Amen. And I thank God that I'm able. Uh-huh. God did it. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, God did it. He took care of all of us. We got one common thing, that we all, God, and put the joy in our hearts, and we haven't been worrying and stressing out and looking older than what we are. Hallelujah. That's right. And we 
you can see it on our faces that we all he's been taking care of us and we have joy and peace. Okay. And have a whole lot of stuff going on with his show. Thank That's you. Just, Thank God. Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank God. Oh, that is really nice to know. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Y'all done had, as usual, y'all done had your ladies moment, so let's get back to the word. You ain't got gained no more weight than when you was in high school. So I haven't seen you yet, but I, I know you because you was in high school. Praise but to the, the women and Well, I just think I thank God for that. I thank God that he has kept me. Yeah. I, I even had myself checked out while I was visiting in the hospital today and all is well. So I just, you know. I'm fifty nine I'm fifty nine years old, so I ain't hit the great sixty yet, but um I just thank God for me, you know, reaching fifty nine and being you know, and don't look a day fifty nine. I look everybody think I'm in my forties. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And and uh, Mike, can I say one more thing? I, I, since you mentioned that, I just wanna I that's the reason I had to get back home and praise God and come and and talk to my sisters and brothers in Christ because I was so nervous. I know, like you said, I I was mm, I was pulled towards the sweets. Always they used to tease me when I go to work. I get a big cup of coffee and say, "Well, put some more sugar in there. You that's just sugar. You gonna add a little coffee to your sugar?" <laughs> Cause I just had a, just had that. I just love to put sugar syrup in jelly. And donuts, anything, you know. I just, I just enjoy my desserts. But uh, it finally, almost this, oh, Satan caught a hole in my coattail. But we prayed and we prayed and we prayed, and I've been monitoring myself. And I went to the doctor. They had sent me to a specialist, and they had seen something in the blood saying I was diabetic. And I got to, uh, I got to the specialist today, and they say, No, you're not. You're not a diabetic, but if you keep Hallelujah, on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. Right. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, he is. Uh-huh. He is good. Thank he is. you, Jesus. That's right. That's right, y'all. Y'all was screaming. Y'all hear them. And y'all yes. keep throwing into that because, you know yes. what? I, I thank God. I, you know what? I jump up and down with, on somebody's praise report because, you know what? I'm 59 years old. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't take no. I don't get up every morning. Got to take no medicine. I got a bunch of friends. They got a bunch. So many. So many pill bottles on top of their table. They got more pill bottles than they got uh, cologne, cologne or, or perfume. And yeah. I just thank God. I just think, and I and, and and you know my family. I love a lot of. I love my stuff sweet, and. For years, you gonna you gonna get sugar diabetes. Every time they say it, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't you ain't speaking that over me. And I just thank God when I hear people say something like what Deborah said. I'm a I'm a praise with them because I thank God that I yeah. can say at my age I I don't have high blood pressure. I ain't on no high blood pressure medicine. I ain't got no diabetes medicine. I just thank God that I can wake up. 
wash myself up. I ain't got to take no pill to go out the door to get me on my way. The only yes. pill I take, the only pill I take is Jesus Christ in the morning. To Amen. Take me out the door. Morning and night. Because I was in there. My sister, I was in there. They told me, my primary care doctor told me, I'm sending you to a specialist because I see something. And she told me what the numbers was. And when I got over there, they checked me again, and they said, no, you're not. So I said, that's the power of God. Because they they saw something, and it was too late. I could do something if I watched myself. But they was going to put me on the medications and do this and do that and do all this stuff. Had me sweating bullets. I prayed. I got on my knees and I said, I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to pray. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to hold on to you until you bless me, Father God. Give me a second chance. And Shona got there and he told me they don't see it. I'm, I'm still high, but I ain't high enough to be categorized officially on medical documentation that I am. And if I do what I'm supposed to do, it's be completely gone. Yes, he will. All right, ladies, we're going to move on. We thank you for that testimony. To God be the glory. It says it is not sin to be tempted. The sin is in yielding. While in existence as satanic facilitation, it is Satan's lust and sin, not ours. When we yield, we make the devil's sin our own. The one tempted should obey. When man refuses, and regardless of how strong the temptation is, no sin is possible. Yielding to God's your will. Satan cannot force your will, and God will not. So the safe and normal thing is to will to do God's will. Mm-mm. That's what it's about. It's about just us being able to do the will of God in our life. Amen. And, and, and walk as he instructed. You know, we're going to have bad days, and some days we're not going to fulfill the thing, and some mm-hmm. days we're going to war in our minds with things that, that come that we know we shouldn't do. And something, you know, there's some things that we used to like doing, but we just can't do no more. And they sometimes come and, and be messing with us. Or we see somebody doing something we used to do, and we used to like doing that, and it just brings that thought back to your mind. But it's about us overpowering it and striving to do the will of God. <clears throat> and then let me go to the 14th verse. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Mm. And, and that's what we got to understand. We're not under. Sin don't have no power over us. The only thing, the only way it does when we give it power. Yes, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, it can't make you do something that you didn't give it power to make you do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know that- what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing the first thing people always want to say, and, I, and, and, and where we're at right now, this is a good place to share that. People always want to blame somebody else for making them do something wrong. Oh, the devil made me do it. Or this, that. Sometimes we got to take our own responsibility of why we did it. Man. Because it wasn't them that made us did it. We did it because we gave them power 
to lead us to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like me telling you, let's go rob a bank. I can't make you come rob the bank. The power of suggestion. But the power of suggestion is there, and now you say, okay, I'm going to go with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you gave my suggestion power to make you go. Mm, planted that seed. Yeah, and you accepted it. Mm-hmm. You read that again for sin shall, for sin shall not have dominion. Okay, it says for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law but under grace. Sin shall not have. That is the key to everything. To how to survive this this walk. The sin shall not, for sin shall not, sin shall not have dominion over you. Should not have power over you. Otherwise, 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 you don't look to get up to go sin in the morning because sin don't have that kind of power over you. Mm, mm, mm. It's not saying that you may not do nothing wrong throughout the day, but you didn't wake up with a thought to go do something wrong. Right. See, that's why there's a difference between committed sin and sin. See, and a lot of times we say that we haven't committed sin or that person has committed a sin, and it's not actually committed sin. Sin no longer has power of the children who have given their lives to Jesus Christ. Those of us who have received the Holy Spirit and are under the redemption and the adoption of Christ, sin no longer has power over us. So if by some chance we do something that, you know, people who are playing church tend to say, well, I saw you do such and such, or no, you can't say this, that, and the other. The truth of the matter is we are not in the state that the one person that it is documented in the Bible that committed sin. Now, a lot of times I've asked a question in class, um, who name someone who committed a sin. And the one I hear the most is David how he lusted after Bathsheba after looking over on the roof at her taking a bath. He lusted after her. He desired her and went after her. Then he conspired to have the husband killed, okay, and, and then murdered, had him murdered. That was committed sin. And so many times we use examples of committed sin on people that God had said has his heart. In the case of David, when Nathan the prophet finally came to him and shared the story of the man who did this, and David said that man should be put to death, and Nathan said to him, you are that man, okay? Uh What did he do? David started crying. He took his clothes off and carried on and went to that temple, and he cried out for the the Lord, take not your spirit from me. Oh, he went to the Lord in true, earnest repentance, which means that his sin was not committed. It was something that he fell in weakness and did. He gave in, just like Reverend Carpenter just said. The one person that I received is documented, or two people, that's really documented as committing sin, that was brother Cain when he slew Abel. Because when the Lord came to him and asked him where his brother was, his answer was, am I my brother's keeper? He did not say to the Lord, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill him. He didn't repent at all. And Miss Jezebel, 
when she was confronted with the prophets, she took her clothes off and enticed the brothers. She did not repent either. So we have to begin to realize that in Christ we have an advocate. If God has put our sins in a sea of forgetfulness and remembers them no more, who are any of us to remember them? Amen. Amen. If we make a mistake. Amen. Sin no longer has power over us, and that's why the devil fight us so, because he ain't got a second chance. You and me can fall down and get up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to fall down and get up. Thank you, Hallelujah. 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 He knows our frailty, and he's made a way that we can still be reconciled and come back to him no matter what. That that scripture right there, I love that scripture. Bless you. Oh, God. Amen. 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 I I just love Pastor Carpenter's Bible study. It's a beautiful people to come, speak, shout, dance. She is so right that that one of the things that it lets you know is a simple fact. Thank you, Lord. That God delivers us from sin at at the new birth. Yeah. So if you become subject to it again, it is because of your choice. See, it's your choice. You make the choice to sin or not to sin. That's your choice. Amen. And we want to always blame somebody for the choices that we make. I can't blame you. If I followed you in the sin and, and you... Because you you, I let you plant the seed. Every seed that you plant, I ain't got to let it grow. Mm-hmm. That's what we were talking about, uh, I think, of last week, the free will. That we mm-hmm. were, yeah, free will. So. And that's where we're at when it comes to sin. We are in a place of free will. Yeah. yeah. We can choose to be with him or we can choose to be with Satan, the enemy. That's right. He's not forcing us to love him, and he's not forcing us to to not. And God doesn't make you. God lets you make the choice you want to make. Whatever choice. And and, and you know what I love about him? Let let me show you. Let me show you something. God lets you make the choice that you make. And whether when you make the good choices, he's blessing you. And even when you make the choice, the bad choices, he's still blessing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 I'm going to show you because somebody said, well, what do you mean? So, you know what I mean? That when you make the bad choice, he's there to, to, to clean up your mess. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had girl? Have you ever went to God and you met and you did something that was so wrong, you might have did it to somebody and you asked God to forgive you and God wouldn't clean that mess up that you made with that person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My God. Yeah. But like you, you know, say, you know, you know, that it. person, you know, seeing that person that did whatever you did, and that person sees you, and then walks over to you, and and you say, "I'm sorry," and they reach out when you say you're sorry and hold their hands and start hugging you. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? Because God came and cleaned their spirit that they would receive you and you'll forgive. Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You just have to ask him. That's ask it. He'll, come, he'll come in and clean up your mess. Mm-hmm. Many a times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good like that. <laughs> Amen. But we want to this part. And it says, you are not under the law that demands obedience without giving power to, to obey. You are under grace that demands the same strict obedience to God, but gives free pardon for sin and power to obey. See, God gives you free. He gives it you freely that, that God will freely give will pardon you <laughs> and forgive you for sin. Mm-hmm. Amen. <clears throat> it ain't nothing you did that that makes him do it, but it's the love he has for you that allows him to do it. He says in the Bible that that, that love covers much sin. My love covers your sins because I'm going to love you through your sins. It's the same way that we got to love our children. We got to love people that do things wrong to us, and we got to love them through the sin that they did. Amen. Whatever offense they did to you, you got to love your enemy through their offense. That's right. Amen. You got to love them because you got to say, you got to show the same love that God shows you for his forgiveness of what you did to him. God says in his word that he has long suffering with us. When When you see that word, long suffering, the same long suffering that God has with us that we have with each other. Mm. I'll say all that again because y'all may never heard. Y'all ain't going to hear nobody talk about that. The same long suffering that God has for us to get us to get ourselves right is the long, same long suffering we got to have with one another. Yes. Yes. That's the truth. And inside of that long suffering that he has with us, he says that my love covers their sin. That I love them even though they sin because I'm loving them in between the sins that they commit. My God. My God. Because, see, if I love them in between the sins, they'll eventually come out. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. See what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. but, but, yet, but yet he's got to endure until that time comes that you come out and they call that long suffering because he's suffering during the time that every time you commit a sin, that you, that you make you offend him and what you do. But who are we? Who are we? When when I was pointing fingers at somebody and I all I rely look look down and forward point, pointing at me. Who are we to 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 judge someone or talk about their sins when we were in sins ourselves? So the only thing we can do is tell them that, you know what, because so, sometimes we can't just throw the Bible at a person at first because they don't re- read the Bible, so they don't know. So sometimes yeah. we just uh, get, tell us, tell them about our dirt, what we went, what we, we did this to, we did that to. And yeah. then we, we'll be praying for you and, and, and so God can save you the same way how he saved me. We, none of us can't point fingers at anybody because we all is. <laughs> And but just because we saved now under the grace of God, we can't think we're higher up than anybody who is sinning. Amen. But we do. 
but we, 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 we say it, but we do. If I, if I right now, if I went out and y'all, tomorrow morning y'all see me on, on, on the front of the news, Special Bulletin, Pastor Reverend Carpenter David was, did whatever, did, did anything, did, did something that, that, that was so offensive. You know what I'm saying? And and I saw it, but you all don't know that night I repented. I I went and I went and I went and did whatever. I ain't put I ain't put no name on it because I was puking in the name of Jesus. But anyway, anyway, whatever they come in your mind that would be so offensive that that that, that they could put on TV that I did it, but yet I repented. How many of y'all would be would come on the phone ministry that night to be with me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We look at you know, let me give you an example. I'll give I'll put myself an example. Let's look at what happened with Eddie Long. How many people you think came to the church the next day after they found out everything Eddie Long did? I don't how many know. how many people you think wanted to follow Eddie Long anymore after the initial situation happened with him? You know what we do in the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. We do the same thing that the, that the children did to Jesus. That Jesus rode in on a donkey and everybody was throwing palms and they was with him and they were saying and they would call him a Hosanna and everything else. But on the day of the, when they brought him before Pontius Pilate, I mean, uh, 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 what's the name for, for crucifixion and, and to condemn him, those were the same people that were throwing stones at him and, and cursing him and voted against that that the uh, Romans should hang him. Yeah, we're the only people that kill our wounded. You know what I'm saying? Some, you know, because sometimes we reach you in one place, but as soon as something comes, we'll we'll distance ourselves away from you when when something else happens. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? We'll do and, that, and, 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 and we don't. We don't think about that you could have repented after for forgiveness, and if God forgave you, we should be able to forgive you too. Now, Eddie Long, Eddie Long is back on TV, got his church a little bit, and people gravitated back because, you know what, this is what we know one thing, that whatever he's been through, the man of God that he is, he's in the flesh, he fell. For God to get back up. Now he got back up. We got to, we got to, we got to, uh, um, we got to recognize the word of God for what it says that if a man gets back up, that he's back with God. Mm-hmm. If God can receive you after you fall and tell you to get back up and get back on the road and he can receive you, why can't you, we as people receive people too that have gotten back up? That's a good point. That's true. That's true. Is it? Do we walk in the word or do we just read the word? Right. But if we're truly walking in the word and, and, and learning the word of God, then we have to look at the circumstance too. Um, in the case of a brother or sister whom the Lord had to expose, now that's when I say, well, Lord, you tell me how to deal with them. Because if the Lord had to expose that individual, they were going to keep right on doing it. And that's why the Lord exposed them to cause them to see themselves so that they can be convicted and changed. If you look at the case of David, he wasn't exposed by anybody. When God sent the prophet to him, he repented. 
Therefore, his sin was covered until documented in the Word of well, God. Well, wait, wait a minute, Prophet. Wait a minute, Elder. He was exposed. He just wasn't exposed to the public. No, no, talking about publicly. We talk about one man. He got exposed to one man. And the man yeah, that he got exposed to was the man, was the man of God. God exposed him. No, that's different. What I'm saying is, in the case of leadership, Pastor, we represent God. God and delegated authority are the same. So when Nathan came before him, he comes in God's stead. That's not the same as being a public display. Yeah, but, that's, this, but that exposure, but can I say this? Can I say this? Because you're looking, I want you to look at two different time periods, okay, that, that God could not expose David to his people like that for them to believe in him anymore. I can't bear witness to that. It would, it, it, go, it, I, I tell you what, go back. All you got to do is go back and read the story of Nebuchadnezzar. When you read the story of Nebuchadnezzar, you're going to understand that there's one thing, what God had to do to Nebuchadnezzar, and then what Nebuchadnezzar had to do to get the people to respond to him after he took him out the field from being a donkey and then allowed him to be king again. Yeah, but look what happened. Even in that, there was no real expose. What Nebuchadnezzar went through through those what, seven years. What could be not a real say And the God took you off your throne, put you, in, put you in the field to eat like a donkey for a whole year, and put you to live in the field as a king for a whole year, a month, in front of your people? Pastor. Wow, that, that is some exposure right there. <laughs> Well, not, not, it's not a public display like it was in the case of um, certain ministers. But, like, look at Jimmy Swider. When the cover was pulled off of him, Jimmy not only went to the Lord in confession, he did that publicly. In the case of Jim Baker, it was a little different. And I believe with my whole heart that if Jimmy Swagger had had mercy on Jim Baker, he would not have been exposed like that. See, that's the stuff we need to look at. Love, remember you said that earlier tonight? Love covers a multitude of sins. So but if can, I see you may I correct something before, because uh, um, to let you all know what I was talking about, um, I just <laughs> wanted to correct, I was talking about the people that's not in Christ. I wasn't talking about, speaking of leadership, because in leadership position, when we know, when we know better, we do better. And, yes, people in leadership position will be exposed. God is exposing them now more so than ever. But when I was speaking, I was speaking of people who have not um, accepted Jesus Christ as their, fa- as their Savior yet. Um, oh, I wasn't talking about leadership. Yes, ma'am. But when we got on the subject of leadership, I, I, I didn't mix the two. Mm. So. So I was just sharing cause with um, with um, Reverend Carpenter was saying that that was an excellent point. But I was just saying in um, in the cases of leadership, God will expose us if our heart is wrong. If we're going to continue in our sin that grace may abound, going unquote, then God will have to pull the cover off of us. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of Nathan going to David, he went in secret. It was still covered. Nathan stood as God. Because God and delegated authority are not, in, they're, they're, they're not different. They're the same. Now, if, it, if David had been publicly, I do not agree that he wasn't publicly displayed because God knew the people such and such. I don't agree with that. And I don't agree with that because God knew David's heart. And he knew David was going to do exactly what he did. 
There's no need to expose a man who is repentant and whose heart was not to do what's wrong. And, 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 and we respect we respect how you look at it, Elder. Yes, and, sir. And respect that. Like yes. I said, that's why one thing about the Word of God, we all see, see it in a different way. And yes. I'm one that respects how everybody sees it. Because somebody else is going to go right now and read it, and they're going to get a whole different perspective. And they may, get, they may get another revelation to it that me or you haven't even it, seen. So and that's I respect it that. I respect Amen. that. Amen. Um, okay, we're moving down to the 15th verse. What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that who to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Wow. What then? We hear it again. Shall we sin because we are under the law, but but under grace? God forbid. So we already went down through that, understanding that question about should we, should we sin? And it doesn't matter if we're under the law or under grace, we shouldn't sin. It says today we have not learned these simple facts, that you cannot be a servant of sin and Satan and a servant of righteousness. Christ at the same time that if you commit sin, you are a servant of sin and Satan, and not a Christian, that if you sin, Satan is your master and not Christ, that sin is the service of of Satan, and the righteousness is the service of God. Wow. So that, that brings you to understanding one thing, that, 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 that if we walk in sin and live in sin, that we, we, do, not live with, we do not live with God. Mm-hmm. So all you sinners and all them people that you know that are sinners, you tell them they could talk, they could jump up in church, run around speaking tongues and everything and do that on Sunday. But if they live a sinful life from Monday to Saturday and come in on Sunday, they're still a sinner. Mm -hmm. So some of us know some people that don't live one, one inch of who they say they are during the week. But, be, but as soon as they get on holy ground, they become holy. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we, that's really trying to live Christ-like? I I'm mean, telling you, then, and then you got them people that ain't trying one bit, and everybody thinks they holier than that. So <laughs> what are we supposed to do when you know you see them and you hear them talking and the way that they talk uh, during the week and then see them sitting up in church on Sunday, be the first one to say, I said, the church say amen. I want to hear the church say, you know, <laughs> at us. And the few of us that you do call, we know the real side. It's like, as a new person in Christ, how am I supposed to behave? How am I supposed to react to self sinning myself? I thought, you know, what do you do? How do you how do you conduct yourself with that person? You know that 
that they're not doing what they claim they're doing. <laughs> and and then you you can't address it because what do you do? Why you can't? Why you can't go over there and say, you know what? I I I sometimes see you during the week, and I'm praying for you. That's all you got to do. Mm. Let them know that somebody's eyes is on them. Oh, these people fuss so much. I don't want to get caught up in that. <laughs> what you mean by that? But you, but, but you know what? God has to write in this prayer. Um, something is out of our control. Um, God have um um have to do the change in people. Um, no, so no. Um, Satan is busy working ever. He will knock the, the devil out of us, and you know, as the flesh and to keep it real. If somebody knock us, I don't know what I'm going to do. Even though they say turn the other cheek, but we won't know that until we get to that point. But the only thing we can do is 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 give them the word nicely with love and pray for them. But it's out of our control after that. We have to let God do His work. Amen. You know, you know that that's one thing. But I have, I don't, you know, but that's because of my boldness. But I have went up and let people know that, you know, you got to, I'm praying for you, but you, you got to, but God is saying you need, you need to get yourself in order. You know, and, and I, I mean, I mean, because you, so many people in the body of Christ are so scared of the retaliation of what they're going to say with them. If you say something that God has, has led you to do, because it's about you. See, see, you, y'all don't understand your position. Y'all are the ones that expose evil that's in the church. Mm-hmm. It's about you. If you don't expose the evil in the church, the evil in the church is going to sit in the church, and then the evil, the evil is going to take over the church, and you ain't going to be going to a house of God. You're going to go be to a house of Satan. Yeah, because it do make it uncomfortable sometimes. I said, I said, how can you go in there and you sitting with a bunch of people that ain't real and, and, and that spirit? I've been to churches and you can't even feel the spirit of Christ in it because there's so many junk, messed up people living what they want to live in, in, in the world outside the church. They yeah. have to live it like that because the pastor in the pulpit is not real. It'll come from there. We, we understand one thing, that if the head ain't right, the body ain't going to be right either. You measure that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what sometimes you got to expose the head. Mm. Amen. Y'all, y'all, you know what? People are so worried about how they're going to be received after doing. But if you go and you pray to God, you say, God, I see this. God, I need, I need, I need you to be stripping me to go walk and step to this situation and speak my mind. This pastor is a good pastor. If everybody can just listen to what the pastor say and try to to live by what the teachers yeah. are, everybody be okay. Amen. But, see, but you know what? Come, come and distract the whole service. Come in there with the ugly look, lip roll hanging down and just bringing the cloud in with them and just open up and start eating sandwiches and fixing it with pliers. It's like, you know, you're trying to, you know, the pastor's preaching right now. Can, can I wait? No, I can't. 
you know, see, y'all are y'all are the voice of of the head. See, y'all, y'all. I mean, everybody don't want to do that all the past, the past. But y'all are the voices because when the pastors in the pulpit giving the word and teaching and doing what the pastor's supposed to do, you're the ones that see what's going on that needs to be put in order. Yeah, try. And, and, and sometimes you got to put things in order, regardless of what you of whatever the consequences going to be. You ain't there for people to like you. You you there to you there to serve God. I don't. I teach y'all. I teach around the kind of taught around the country, and I ain't with nowhere can if y'all like me when I leave. Y'all can like me when I come in, but y'all may not like me when I leave. You think I care? I don't care. As long as I'm doing God's will. Because, see, at the end of my life, I don't have to give account to nobody I ever taught, no no church I ever been to. I got to give account to God. And I don't want to get up in front of him. He said, well, you know, I told you to say that over there at Assembly of Christ uh, Worship Center, and you wouldn't even put them people in check. Mm. No, it ain't. It ain't this church. It's churches that I have. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I didn't say you didn't have to say what church it was. Okay. I just used that church as an example. Okay. Yeah. But but any any church, mm-hmm. you have to be able to understand that that God put you in a place, and He put you in a place for a reason or purpose. Right. And and if you know the order of God. You can't let people just run in this house and be out of order. Because if you do, you're just a part of the disorder, the dysfunctional church as everybody else. Reverend Carpenter. So in response to the, the, I didn't catch the the lady that was speaking, uh, saying that, you know, the pastor is teaching the word and somebody's being disruptive and distracted. So, I guess the way to handle that when you said that it's up to us is to not in an ugly way, but a very professional way, uh, stand up and have something to say and ask everybody to be in order and to respect the pastor as he's speaking and not to be disruptive and just be bold with it. Hey, man, I, I think that, that, that you sit there and you say, Holy Ghost, please leave me on how to confront this issue that not only I see, but I know you see is going on in the church. And I I know the Holy Ghost will, will sit, get you to stand up and you'll be able to pull out some scriptures or pull out something in the Word of God to bring people, the people in that church that are not doing the right thing, you'll be able to bring them in order. Because believe me, no matter what happens in the body, no matter what happens in our life, God got a word for it in his body. Mm-hmm. Amen. There's a word for everything that occurs in our life. And every wrong thing, there's definitely a word in the Bible for it to bring people in order. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we need to remember that the scriptures also um, made it clear that we see <coughs> our brothers overtaken in a fault. We who are spiritual, and that right there is just a whole piece of that scripture for me. You who are spiritual, restore them in a spirit of meekness. Amen. Amen. There you go. There you go. That I, we're, 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 we're the word out. 
got some mm-hmm. words like that that, 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 that that if you're a spiritual person, that, that the Holy Spirit is going, is going to lean you to a way to get over to that person and be able to talk to them and bring them back into the right spiritual perspective. Yeah, and the be, be part of that scripture reminds us, lest we be overtaken in that fault. See, and the thing is, in the case of leadership, like the, the young lady just said, I believe that if, if the Lord have allowed you to see something or to know something about that leader and God has not exposed that leader as yet, then it's for you to pray for him or and to restore them in a spirit of meekness. When and if there is going to be nothing reconcilable with that individual and God, God. Hello? Well, I guess you got knocked off. Um, the one thing about it is just like she gave the example about Naaman, sometimes we go and we talk to that person in secret. Sometimes we bring that person before the pastor and we and we talk with them with the pastor. There's there's ways to bring people back into the order that they need to um they need to present themselves and, and be and conduct them and conduct themselves in the church. You are, you are absolutely right, Reverend Carpenter. You're absolutely right. But also uh, in South Carolina, and I, I don't know about any place else, but sometimes when people, when you bring somebody before the pastor, a leader, more leadership before the pastor, it's no need because you guess what? It's the leadership that's following the pastor. Whatever the pastor says, oh, yes, it goes. And I've been in that experience before. Well, we're not, well, I, I understand, but we're not just talking about leaders. We're talking about people in the pews to evangelists, but I understand what you're saying about leaders. But, but, but when you want order, they're, they're, I mean, we're just going to look at the church, period. Yeah, who's ever out of order, you know what I'm saying? Every, your denominational churches have a doctrine that y'all fall under, and, and, and y'all got bylaws that y'all fall under. Mm-hmm. So, so there's all kinds of bylaws, no matter... I don't care if it's somebody in leadership. If they're not walking according to the bylaws, the pastor is one to bring them to if they're in leadership. If they're not living a life that they're supposed to live outside the church, how can they come inside the church and want to? And the Bible says to a bishop, if you don't have your house in control, how can you have the house of God in control? If, Amen. You're, not, if you're not, and that, that only goes not only goes for a bishop, but it goes for all of us in the body of Christ. How can I want to tell other people how to live if I'm not living right? Well, that's true. I'm, I'm not saying the that. Bible, the, Bible, the Bible tells us that you got to take the plank out of your own eye before you take it out of somebody else's eye. So, as we understand, you have got knocked off, Elder. We don't, we don't went on. But yeah. uh, the thing is that we, we have to be obedient to the will of God in our life about holding up the structure that he has given us according to his word to be performed in his house of prayer. And we, we have to be obedient. That's why no prayer works. We're, we're, we're not a servant. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We are serving servant to God. We're not a servant to man. That's right, and I and I'm a strong believer in prayer. Prayer works. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, 
Uh, I'm a strongly believer. I'm comfortable in my skin, and prayer does work. I can relax and whatever and pray because prayer does work. Amen. That's why this word tells us one thing in the 16th verse. It says, now ye, not that whom to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. So whatever we, whoever we are going to be serving is the one we're going to obey. If we're going to serve sin, we're going to obey sin. If we are serve righteousness, we're going to obey righteousness. And, and if we obey righteousness, then everything that's not walking in the order of righteousness, we're going to bring into the into that order. Mm. Amen. Because when you was a sinner, everything that was in, that, that that people that were doing sin, uh, y'all brought them into the order of being a sinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all did. Because some of, some of your family members wasn't going to the club, and y'all got them to go. Come on. Come on, come on, you old enough to go to the club now? No, I, you know, I don't go to the club. So come on, go to the club. And now you brought them in order because they, they were sinners anyway, so you brought them into the order of another sin. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when they found out you was you were standing strong in your faith, then they didn't want to be bothered anymore. That's right. That's right. They, uh-uh. Don't even uh-uh. they get give it to you out of respect, they wouldn't bother you and try to tell you to do something that they know that you wasn't going to do. Well, that's it. That's it. Respect and just that's go ahead and go off and do what you're going to do and don't even tell it's me like, you know nothing about it. Right. It's like, it's like this. Your family members know that you're in God in Christ Jesus. When they, call, when they come in your house, they know how to conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. Now y'all can be y'all can be that one of the other ones that ain't in Christ's house for a little function or something, and watch how everybody acts when they at their house because that's the order that they all live in. But when they come in your house, they live they they come to a function at your house. They know they're coming into a whole different order. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible's telling us here that if your if your master is sin, then you got you, you know the sinful order that that everybody walks in. If your order is righteousness, then then everybody that comes in your house is gonna walk in that order of righteousness. So when your when your sinful cousins and family members come to your house, they walk in your righteousness that's according to your house. They ain't cussing, they ain't drinking, they ain't smoking no cigarettes. There's a lot of stuff they ain't doing in your house that they do at everybody else's house. Mm. <laughs> Shed a lot of light on some things. Yeah, because they change. They change when they come through your door. They know that that is not the order of your house. Amen. Amen. I thank the Holy Ghost because you put that. Out. I mean, he he just brought the way to show that to make it a little more simple for y'all to see it. And 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 that's it. That 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 when you all you got to do is say, okay, one of your saved people, and y'all going there for a reunion. They haven't they they've been married, and y'all going to their house for a reunion. Watch how everybody act at their reunion, and then watch how everybody come to your reunion and act. <laughs> Just act the knucklehead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to they're gonna act more conservative at your reunion when they go to that, that cousin reunion or family member. They act buck wild. Uh, 
I see the difference. Right. Because they understand the order of, uh, 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 of well, I'm going over there, and we all sinners, so we can act like sinners. But when we go over Joanne's house, we got to act like we righteous because uh, uh, she ain't put, she ain't put in, she'll put us out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm getting off the line. I have to go give my grandbaby a bath. But God bless you all. Love you all. Y'all have a good night. Okay. 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 Anyway, it's about order. Let's go, because it's getting late. We we done tangled. Let's let's get on through this. Okay. Um but God be thankful that ye were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart that from that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, we became the servants of righteousness. Amen. Thank you. And that's powerful in itself. What is God? What is God to be thankful for? That you are not saved from sin, or that you are. And what God is thankful for is that you got saved from sin. Yes. You know what I'm saying? God is thankful that you heard His call and you changed your life around. It says this refers to the gospel truth that Paul is here making clear by his argument. Here, Christians is pictured under the form of a mold or die, into which means it's into which men are cast, and are from which they are stamped with the image of God and of Christ, and are un are made the holiness of God by the Holy Spirit. They are cast into the mold of doctrine that the word of God is stamped on their hearts. And that's the whole thing that, that, that we, it says, being made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. And we became the servants of God. He put his word in our heart. Yeah. And he made us more understand the right way to walk. Even though sometimes we do walk outside of the righteousness of God, but God has his word to bring us back in order. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, we all sometimes don't do everything right, but the thing is that the, that, that which is in us that is right will bring us back into order of being right. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. You know, we, we got to thank God for that, and you're right. We got to, because if the Holy Spirit would he didn't put it in us. It wouldn't condemn us about some of the things that we thought we could do that we shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. It says, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmities of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members service to uncleanness and to iniquity and to iniquity, even so now, yield your members and servants to righteousness under holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. And we were. We were not walking in the righteousness. We didn't care. We were sinners. We did what sinners did. Uh-huh. Then when we got to know God, we got to know Christ Jesus, we started changing our lives. Yeah. It says, what? It says, what fruit had ye then 
in those things whereof ye are now ashamed. For the end of those things is death. And, and it's a thing. Well, a lot of us look back over our lives. We, we, we are so ashamed of some of the stuff we did. Oh, yeah. Come on. I, you know, I, I, this stuff that I did, and I'm glad people don't remember. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, crazy stuff. I, I, I remember, I, I, I can tell you, I, one thing I'm ashamed of, and, 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 and I did at one time, <laughs> me and my friend, <laughs> it's a funny thing. We were young, it was the summer of 75, and, 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 and that summer, people were running around streaking, and we decided we were going to be streaking. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You were living up here in the city? Yeah, I was living in New York then. And we oh. it was we were streaking. We would we would go to the baseball field and they had them lights at the night game and, and we 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 will pick a night that one of us had to run across that field butt naked. Mm, mm, mm. You're over dead devil. And we run across the field butt naked and people say, I saw you. I knew that was you that was running across and we said, No, it wasn't us. So people really couldn't see you, you know what I'm saying? And the people, we would run so fast, we were, we knew the way to, to go across and get out that somebody would have, have to have one of them, 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 them uh, microphone glasses to see who you were. Mm, mm, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> But there's things that, you know, we are, we have certain things in our life that we are ashamed of. <laughs> and we wouldn't want people to know. That we did, and that's what the, the saying. The fruits had ye then, and those things were ye are now ashamed. And we had some fruits and some stuff we were ashamed of. For so the end of those things is dead. Mm-hmm. But now, being made free from sin and become the servants of God, ye have your fruit unto holiness in the end everlasting. And that's the thing. Now I don't have to be ashamed about nothing. Because I'm not ashamed of being in Christ Jesus. And I'm not ashamed that I I don't cross every T or dot every I. You know what I'm saying? I'm striving. I'm in a place that I wrestle with things. Some things overtake me, but I don't let it take a hold of me that I stay right where it took a hold it it took me to. And 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 you know, we got we have to be real with ourselves as we walk in Christ Jesus. Yes. And a lot of us don't want to be real. We want to we want to act like we holier than that. We don't do nothing wrong. And then when somebody do something wrong, we want to condemn them when the same condemnation that we put on them is on us too. Mm-hmm. It's on us too because I don't cross everything, and I don't doubt every eye. And I have my days, and I have situations. It may I may go through four or five months, and, and nothing really crazy happens. Then all of a sudden, something crazy happens that. I just didn't know how I even got in that situation, but I got in it. But I thank God that I didn't have to stay in it because I called on him to help me get out. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that and, and, and that's the food, and that's the blessing of being with him. And our last verse, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, so we understand one thing, it don't matter 
You live a sinful life, the end of your life is going to be death. You're going to die a sinner. Mm-hmm. And where you're going to live eternity is in hell. But it says here, but the gift of God is eternal life to be able to live with him for eternity. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we got to know when we want to end our life and where we're going to live with God. Amen. 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 We thank everyone for being with us. Um, we ask you all to come join us on Thursday night as we be with the New York crew. Yeah. And, and the New York crew, we're in the book of Job, um, the 13th chapter. So come and join us this uh, Thursday night at 7.15. We will be up there. So come join us. Um, a lot of y'all got the number, and y'all heard it earlier. So come join us on that. Again, we thank Deborah. She's one of the New York crew. We thank her for coming over and joining us over here. Thank you. Um, and um, we just ask y'all to come and fellowship with them on Thursday night. Again, tomorrow night they be will be online with Pastor Albright with the House of Refuge uh, Ministry. So come join her. Um, and I don't know what she's going to be talking about. But I know it's going to be something that's going to be beneficial to your spirit to hear. And with that, if no one has any more comments or anything they want to say, amen. We're going to close out. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us share and sit in your word. We thank you for all those that were here, some that may have had to leave early for one reason or another. But we ask that your word just be rooted, grounded into their spirit, Father God, that it just leads them to see you and understand you in a more intimate way, Father God, that they know that the things that you are talking to them about are, are, are things that need to be changed in their lives, and, and you're telling them how to change them and how to become what you need them to be, which none of us will be perfect, but we're just striving towards that perfection that you have put before. And, Father God, we just ask that you bless them all and touch their families, touch their finances, touch the things that are going on in their life, Father God. Let them know as they're walking right that there's a reward at every at every righteousness that they walk in according to your will and your purpose in their life. Because you told us that there's a reward. You said... Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But those that know that he is and a reward of those that faithfully, that diligently seek him. So, Father God, we're seeking you. And, and all of us on the line are seeking you diligently. Father God, let them see their rewards that are being released in their lives. Father God, we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Everyone have a blessed and wonderful night. As we always say in leaving the line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I love all of you. And as some old ladies used to send to me, they just send smooches, smooches. I send some smooches out to all of you. God bless you. God bless you too. Good night, everybody. Good night.
Hello. 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 Hello.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.